0: And welcome to episode 379 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Jack Harper. Plenty to get into this week, despite there being no upsets on the field. Haaland returned to goal-scoring form as he netted two to put down Everton. Liverpool got the job done against Burnley. There was a party in Tottenham after Brennan Johnson's late goal secured a win against Derby's Brighton. Nottingham Forest had another Saturday night thriller as they lost 3-2 to Newcastle. Arsenal cashed in their XG on David Moyes' head as Declan Rice showed West Ham what they're missing. Scott McSaw smashed in a late header to close the gap on Aston Villa and it took overtime for Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift and the rest of the Chiefs to swat away the San Francisco 49ers. TK, Jack, how are we doing today?
1: Brilliant. That was smoothly done, professional. I don't know how you do all those in one take.
0: Enthusiastic, I'm sure you'll agree. Fired yeah. up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was almost rehearsed, that.
0: Well, you've both come in giving me a strange look for having Matchula a two on. Which (laughs) I thought was a weird way. It's because
1: I've now watched it with you twice. So I don't know how many times you've watched it privately.
0: (laughs) When Arsenal start putting the ball in the back of the net, clearly you gotta make the most of it.
2: Rich man Stoke, some would say. Life's come full circle.
0: There we go. Um, We'll get things started the same way we always get things started. Nothing out of the ordinary for me this weekend. I do hate to disappoint anyone tuning in, especially for that. But I did kick things off on Friday with maybe the most aesthetically pleasing pizza that Papa John's have ever sent me. Um, I feel like I need to show you just while I go through this. But the blistered cheese, the Rooney coverage, a nice crisp crust, If I'm going to be critical, they could have cut it better. It was a bit of a chore separating the slices, but that slight delay on the gratification might have just made it all the more sweeter in the long (laughs) run. You earned it. (laughs) Exactly. Cheese coverage on the tots was strong. Good cook on them. Clean the paper. Job well done there. Now, something I will say, obviously I follow the Papa on TikTok. I saw them repost an american girl who'd been sent a care package from them with t-shirts and other merch with a message saying that they appreciate her support hang on now i don't want to blow my own trumpet but there is maybe no bigger supporter of the papa than me i refuse to believe i don't know what she's done for no. them i refuse to believe she's done more than you she didn't have a big following either so it wasn't like they were trying to promote themselves through her have I did, you, see, have you I seen did the girl? Yeah. There weren't there wasn't some exec that took a fancy to her and sent that in the post either. Okay. Maybe the European she look like she enjoyed the Papa John's how can I put it more uh, can't no, put it more no, delicately in no, that not if then he, in that case,
1: fucking scandalous yeah. <laughs> and I send this stuff to her.
0: Maybe the European PJ outlet aren't as committed to the marketing, but someone Needs to get in touch ASAP, but I'm not saying this lightheartedly. heartedly. I mean seriously. If you want to keep my business here, you're taking the piss.
1: <laughs> they know you're coming back. They know that's an empty threat. They, yeah, they that, to that. We point. don't have to worry about this guy.
0: <laughs> that is very fair, but if I can just just well, this doesn't mean much to anyone else. But yeah. that does look. That I, does I look love great. the
2: camera angles that you do now. You get proper artisan with it yeah,
0: that was <laughs> a panoramic of a pizza <laughs> that, that unbelievable can
2: um, you even superimpose yourself into the pepperoni <laughs> slices
0: I then sat up like Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the boys Papa John's are shouted out on the new Kanye album are they <laughs> they are He's not going to say the lyric. I'm to, I bet he's not going to. No. <laughs> Essentially, Kanye doesn't want to walk in and find that there's been another man on his woman's sofa eating Papa John's. Which is completely fair. That is absolutely <laughs> the um, ultimate insult in a way. <laughs> Saturday, I returned to Brock kebab Kebab. Um, I nearly got reeled in to a takeaway that I'd been missing, who I won't name, but Another establishment has been set up a few roads away with the same name, but a different menu. Now, this is the takeaway that I famously messaged in the heat of lockdown to say, <laughs> What the hell is going on? You're not delivering to me anymore. Identical name, slight different menu, but it's, it's a different restaurant. Oh, bloody. And I was, I thought my lucky day when I saw they were going to be delivering to me. This doesn't quite seem right, and then looked a bit closer, and I don't know what the hell's been going on, but I could have been poisoned or something. It was like there was a honey trap being laid out for me. <laughs> He's been get... <laughs>
1: by justy How does it happen?
0: <laughs> they didn't get me this time. Um, so I went to uh, the wart, half pounder with cheese, all salad, no chilies, no col- no coleslaw, plus mayo, large cheesy chips with mayo and then I had a fiver cash left I looked at the menu and I thought the nuggets I do like them despite not eating them last time we went through that what can I get on the menu for a fiver and I saw some chicken strips and I thought okay places like this usually you can get some good strips now the confusion on their faces when I ordered strips was a bad start that's a red flag (laughs) early on I thought they're like who the fuck's ordering these strips (laughs) these are in 20 years (laughs) yeah um, blowing the dust off there. i learned <laughs> something about myself shouting out the-, the back the shrimps. i was conf- i wasn't sure he'd put the cheese on my chips i didn't see him do it and the guy gave me such a look that said don't even ask yeah so, i dare you go on so i didn't i waited till i got home I and the whole to- way back i was like has he made a cheese? At least I'll have something to complain about on Monday, maybe. So if, he to, walk back. if he's not done it.
2: What you got to do, we were talking is it last week about the queues behind you whilst you're waiting to order. What you got to do is, when I hand it to you, I was the un- only one in there this time it, as well. Unwrap it and then go through it in front of them. Oh, no, <laughs> that, I feel like... That's a brave man that does that. You can't that's go that's back like, in. No, I feel
0: like you'll maybe go into some more like <laughs> establishment. establishments. <laughs> I'm um, not sure a broke the establishment. You're getting away with that the strips I should say were atrocious. (laughs) I don't mean to disrespect rock or kebab because they do me well in there. We go way back from my uh, co-op days, but I was borderline resentful. Not that I'd wasted my money, but that I would distorted the aftertaste of such a great meal prior.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, I tried, I did as much as I could. I, ran them back through the like, remains of what's fallen out of the burger. There was some cheese left in the box with the cheesy chips. There was no saving them.
2: Desperately
1: what? hoping for some. <laughs> <What laughs> out was, was, it? was it? Was it
2: consistency or was
0: it They taste? were burnt. There was oh. no real flavour to them. Oh, God. Yeah, return to the nuggets next time. We live and we learn. <laughs> I think you had to try it. Yeah. You had to. to. Exactly. Um, Super Bowl Sunday didn't eat until around five-ish. Knew I had a big night with the Super Bowl, so... Um, had a bit of a lie in, not, not very usual for me on a Sunday, that, oh, nice. but slept around five ish after the UFC, woke up around 1300 hours, <laughs> went to the co-op and go there on an empty stomach. It's dangerous yeah. business. Mm. Everything looks good. I wheeled away with, uh, one of the co-op's finest shabbatas and, uh, a pack of, Bird's eye fish fingers. Now I haven't
2: had a fish finger sandwich in a long time. I actually had an one. Um, that man they're is brilliant. Having... As well. they're so
0: brilliant. last week I said I won't go into what I had because we'd already been a while, but it was good.
2: You don't strike me as a tartar man, though.
0: I am, okay. but this was where we went wrong this week. Right. Um, last week I had those uh, cheese baps. You know the the crustier the ones, ones, not the ones, soft ones. Yeah, but yeah. The, no, not the way it's in top. It's like baked into the bread. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of a crustier one. And I looked in the fridge and that McDonald's order that was terrible when I had Connor on with me after that horrible Newcastle game. I see two McDonald's sweet curry sauces in the fridge. One of them on each roll with, um, I think, around five fish fingers in each one. And... (laughs) It was incredible. And so this week couldn't really live up to it. I didn't want to get cheese on there because Sunday figure and all of that. Very, very good week last week. So I earned it, by the way. I earned this. And I cheaped out on the tartar sauce. And it was such a, such a rookie mistake because it was good, but I knew how much better it could have been. What do you mean you cheaped out on it? I got the co op tartar sauce, basically, okay. when I should have got. Any of the main brands really, it wasn't even like a co op finest one, it was just a they
1: got big options on the title sauce around there, have
0: they? Yeah, extensive yeah. options. Uh, I think it's Coleman's, but it's a nice looking jar, basically. Yeah, yeah, right. I think with jarred condiments, you want. The more square jar with the rounded top. I think when it's a when what it's does, a completely round what jar. Does this even mean? <laughs> what does that that? I think that it I might, think. I mean, where, where do you draw
1: the line? It with I, this as a whole, no but I
0: this because is just. I feel, I feel, there's at least one person listening that has just nodded their head. I'm the sure. The, the yeah. scary
1: thing is that is true. There's also someone else listening, diagnosing you of autism right now. <laughs> there's, there's a-
2: As we come into your room, we have all of your jars washed out and lined up according to size and shape on your windowsill.
1: I feel someone's like, opening a, a
0: circular jar of mayo, <laughs> rookie. Fucking <laughs> <Rocky. laughs> pathetic. There's, some, there's something in that. There is something in that. I can
2: imagine Byron sitting in a burger shop and just looking over at someone else's mail and just shaking his
1: head. <laughs> <laughs> there it's is about. a series, isn't that? Just filming him just going around telling people everything that's wrong with what they've just ordered. And when like, I went so to like when like I went like to Papa John's, Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love just butchering his order.
2: That would be actually a good format. Would you just go around sticking a microphone and a camera behind you
1: as they order? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about that? <laughs> That. No, I you should, think
2: we should do is I want of those interactive whiteboards funny around, do a Jamie Carragher of. Now this is where you're wrong. Let's
1: stop
0: it here. When yeah. you mentioned all the those shirts <laughs> I think the squared jar is it's a bit more premium.
1: Yeah, all right, all right. You, you can you could talk me around on that. But yeah. with with what we just
0: had here, because I wasn't going to mention this later, but celebration police were still out this weekend. <laughs> Gary Neville and, and I watched all of the um, punditry back from after our game yesterday. He said, because we have we have a laugh and a joke, but the over celebrating thing is a serious matter. <laughs> and he said, and I made a point on this last on this, I'd made a point on this last year, something that really bothered me. Sinchenko beeping his horn after they beat Bournemouth. <laughs> he said I said at the time that's dangerous. He said if you're does like, he mean like the gist it means? does he it mean said, the traffic? Or? He said, if you're like that three hours after a game, what have we not seen? <laughs> in the studio is looking at him like my god <laughs> this is why this man won so many trophies <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet saying look we almost made it to the end but they still mentioned it and I thought okay let me see if it's as bad as it could that be and when I, I like, what the hell are you talking about <sighs> but there we go Um where were we Uh fish finger gates so Man's portion of fish fingers on this ciabatta, which That's, was, was yeah. good. Snack-wise, handful I think TK would vouch for of cheddar and onion uh, kettle chips. Small tube of white chocolate Smarties, which I strongly recommend. I'd like to call for the return of the Milky Bar Chunky to stores, which is a real miss. See,
1: I saw your tweet about this, and I must have just missed the existence of this. I don't remember seeing this, and I, I like to... Milky bar so I didn't I didn't realize that they had the chunky that was
0: a- I don't know what it is with with white chocolate like it's plutonium where people are like we can't give you too much of this <laughs> well, like the bar's can, canceled, <laughs> for example, can't, can't too out of order. Yeah. <laughs> the milky bar chunky was it's locked in a vault with the galaxy truffle from the celebrations gym. yeah that,
1: no, that's a scandal that that got
0: dropped um I, I didn't think this would take so I was going to ask you again after I built it up last week your thoughts on fried eggs on a burger but Oh, it's, I can deal with it This is a man I don't even need to look <laughs> He appreciates a fried egg on a burger um,
2: I mean I'm not going out my way to put one on there But if you get a pub burger with it on I'm not taking it off Every
0: now and then You're in the mood for a fried egg on a burger And nothing else is going to hit <laughs> I,
2: I genuinely, Like a fried egg on a burger I've never put a fried egg on a burger that I have made It's only been only been given to me Each week it's like I don't know you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who am I
1: the moment you say he was a fried egg on a burger man, he wasn't going anywhere He's going to have to go. You know what? I'm going to have to spite this guy. Yeah.
0: Same order from JP's on Saturday morning as well. No custard
2: donuts again. Ooh, Since I call them custard hot dogs, they just, <laughs> yeah, just refuse.
0: Now, They're going for a rebrand. Yeah. It's, it's considerably more depressing, so I won't go through it. But I do just want on the record that my version of high-performance podcast is... People don't see the grind I go through Monday to Friday to get to this point, where you're going to have a Papa John's, a brockwort kebab, and a fish finger ciabatta.
1: They just see the good parts at the yeah. weekend, don't they? They don't see the grind. They don't
0: see the, they don't see the double soup. They don't see the ham salad. Maybe boiled egg with a salad. With oh a, With a little bit of honey mustard dressing, but not too much. They don't see the vegetable chili soup. I've got a
1: feeling people might might not see the end of the podcast if we've rattled off every you know, all those hardships you're going through. Yeah,
2: it's, it's not as fun, is it?
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying... They're going to a deep, emotional place if they have to listen to that.
0: You have to make sacrifices in life.
1: Is that what you want people to take away from this? And if you
0: make sacrifices...
1: You can earn a James Pantry on the weekend.
0: Yeah. And then even then, sometimes you might get to your Papa John's and they might not cut the slices properly. Sometimes you work for things and it's about the journey, not the destination. Now, TK, I'm assuming you ventured far and wide to a chippy this week because if you didn't, then there's hell to pay.
1: Um, I far and wide as it would be, there's the closest one to me, but it's also it
0: better not be a been Queens. No, it's okay. not. Okay.
1: It is, um, London Road. I think it's Supper Bar. I think that is actually the name. Ooh. A little, uh, to be honest, a little rough. <laughs> yeah, um, Su- supper
2: Bar does connote certain kind of mental images of
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it was fine. It was fine. And uh, as I said, the type of establishment it was. Uh, really
0: nice people. With- with great the- food. Nothing bad to say. Really, really nice.
2: Yeah, with that look on your face, that definitely doesn't seem coerced. <laughs> yeah. I'm seen- saying this under duress.
0: <laughs> I've seen that on Just Eat Before. And it was like I felt people looking through the screen. Like, the mad thing is, those were on there, described as local legends. I was like, hmm, that's uh, a lot of people
1: obviously being like, right, you get putting some good reviews on this. It's yeah,
0: like good. when you um, watch Kitchen Nightmares and the guy goes, and the mental thing is, they've deleted a load of good reviews. They've deleted the good <laughs> ones. you have to trust me that they're on there. And I didn't write them. The thing is, I just had the
1: standard fish and chips and it's all fine. I've previously, was extremely hungover, uh, had a kebab from there that, that was incredible, but I really have no idea <laughs> if the kebab was incredible. Five was just in such a bad way, but it was great.
0: Do you think it would be beneficial if we are trying to I feel find like I'm out? I'm
1: selling CBD. No, no, it's <laughs> really it was
0: great. <laughs> Trust me. If we are trying to find the best chippy, do you think that we need like a questionnaire to ask you each week so we can then yeah, properly a, compare? We need so to it's standardize the, the crispness results. of the battered sausage, the size of the fish the curry sauce consistency.
1: The tricky thing here being if I don't go to the gym on the weekend I'm going to be even more obviously a chancer than I already am. Mm. Well the thing is me and Jack are doing our bit. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's yeah. worth time the other day as well I also I was going past James pantry, I thought you know what I'll go in there they had almost nothing on. I was like, this is disgraceful. I just walked straight back out. I was like, there's nothing on offer it. I'm not having a cheese and onion slice. I'm not doing that. No, I'm
2: don't right do off. it to yourself. But See, whenever you're in town, you've got to go and get one of those poor pork baps from the I King had to drag York myself Park.
1: away from that van yeah, it's a dangerous.
2: Can we send you around testing pulled pork
0: in different places? Is there is there a market in this for Jack? Um, we just need to get him here, basically.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, we need like a geomap of all pulled pork establishments in Gloucester. I can't imagine there being many.
0: Your thing is you just go to different chain hotels and test whether it's, whether it's a personally made Chica- pizza.
2: Chicago Town or not, basically, yeah. That is a really short questionnaire, so yes or no, or an A.
0: You've got some kind of um, like measuring stencil that you put around the outside of the pizza. No, you can see
2: it by eye. I don't need that. Trust me, I know <laughs> yeah. I know Chicago Town well enough to know. If I see one, I see one.
0: Your spider sense is going off. It says tiger crust. You're like, now I know. Yeah. No one else is on a tiger crust pizza.
2: Because <laughs> it's the same as well. When you get the stuffed crust from Chicago Town, you pick it up by the crust and the slice of pizza falls off. So you just have the crust. <laughs> so then you know it's the consistency, the chemical makeup of the thing.
0: I don't want to put too much pressure on you, TK, but this feature might be coming to a death if you don't continue going to different, <laughs> different chippies. <laughs> I'm gonna because keep Jack's not doing his bit. You just and said he just was. You was.
2: How, what's what? changed in yeah. 20 seconds? <laughs> well, because was... he's coming on to you now, so he's going to flip it now.
0: I saw the look when I just floated the idea about hey. different things, and I kind of thought, I've got the pizza side covered. So <laughs> we've now got to the point, if we'd won the task in The Apprentice... We'd be shaking hands and hugging. Now that we've lost, I'm saying put you back in the boardroom. I didn't see him do a thing <laughs> yeah. all
1: week. It was just praising the sub team leader. Now dragging him back in.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's on you. It's like a coming of age film. You need to find your niche.
2: The problem is, Keto doesn't really have a niche. You know, it's fucking like salad and meat. What well, the a lot thing to do is, with.
0: I. Don't want to be eating like this on a weekend, but I'd do it for the pod.
1: Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, of
0: course. Uh, he's using diet excuses because he realized the excuse with his missus that that didn't get the response he was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. There was very little sympathy yeah. there. Yeah. Now he's having to cash in another one.
2: I've got an awful one from the other day. I let the missus, um, before keto started, it's back over the Christmas period. Let her order the Chinese because she doesn't like Chinese, and to get her to eat Chinese, she has to order it herself, and she has to have the stuff that she likes. Get the get the sides. She's gone for duck and black bean sauce, boiled rice.
1: Oh my goodness!
2: And I opened up the sides, expecting wontons, sesame toast, um, spring rolls, bean sprouts. That is. And they were just, it was just a lump of grey in a metal tray, and I was like. They've sent us the wrong food. But
1: I'm, I'm past- that is objectively the worst Chinese yeah. order I've ever heard.
2: I'm pacing around the house. They've sent us the wrong food. I knew they are going to fucking do this. It's a fucking outrage. She comes down from the shower. Oh, they've turned up. Oh, these look quite nice, actually. I'm just sat there seething, <laughs> like frothing at the mouth. Not only have I spent money on this, but you've ruined the experience of this evening.
1: You're getting the worst of both of us, though. You you are. Are, you've had to pay for the takeaway, but how... I-
2: it's, it's like boiled Nothing. rice. If you didn't I can, get what you wanted. I could make rice at home. I have rice in the cupboard. I do not need no, you to order boiled rice. rice for me.
0: If I order a carrier, I quite like getting boiled rice. Oh, freak. Yeah. Then also, you don't like Chinese, so you would... I don't, like, China, would. I don't like Chinese food.
1: Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just be... <laughs> You've got editing control here. I'm not gonna clip this up.
0: Yeah, but it's been a long day and <laughs> <laughs> there's not much editing gonna be going on. I wonder so. if I could
2: get a few uh No, no, you, you just you just won't be back next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
2: I wonder if people know how many of those jokes are cut out.
0: Well, they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kinda of the point of cutting them out. <laughs> just realised Byron's whole little
1: high-performance speech was atten- essentially to try and bully Jack into giving up the diet on the weekend. That was clearly
0: what it was. <laughs> to go, do this keto shit in the week and then <laughs> join me on the weekend. does feel like a bit of a cheating diet anyway, so it's like... Yeah, yeah. For... Get on the triple soups so... <laughs> or...
2: You don't need to do that to yourself. You can still have steak and shit like that. Just no cups. Carrot nice. chips instead of fries. Nice I think
0: we'll oh, maybe God. another day for that, but as as we've said, I'm just going to have to I might, I might get late night Dominoes this weekend, so you've got that to look forward to next week. All right,
2: I think you should try every pizza on the menu now. By the way, I think you should come away from the warm embrace of your double pepperoni in XL, and you should be start you should start trying new stuff and give it actual reviews on that.
1: I'm, I've got to go to random chippers. <laughs> I've got two perfectly good
2: ones near me. I, I can't keep listening to how good the double XL, double pepperoni is. I could. I, no, that's, I could good. listen to that. It was, it was good four weeks ago.
0: No, that's I'm a I'm sure it's still hall. good now. But... I might make a return to Roadrunners sometime soon and see if I can do the Mega Meal single-handedly. You know
2: what? I'd actually get in on that. I would join you. I'd break you to go to Roadrunners again. The big square pizzas are as big as you Well, I want to
0: see if I can do that on my own because I said I've been watching these videos and convinced myself that I've got this in the locker room. That
1: really is a reunion, you and Roadrunners.
0: Yeah. well Champion. the last time I did it I realised how much I liked it that I knew I was going to get chest pains and it was like it was part of the charm
2: <laughs> like, you know they're good when there's pools of grease on yeah. the top of the pizza when it turns up in it's square
0: anyway just, just go straight there's, no I don't have a transition in the locker <laughs> yeah. Yeah. where do you go from there yeah. now it's difficult to say that Man City missed Haaland when he was out injured but he is definitely a game-changer when he's fit, as we did see on Saturday afternoon. Ten wins in a row now for Pep's side, and after a tough slog against the deepest of blocks, Haaland banged one in from a corner and then shrugged off Branthwaite for a second. Kick-off, Everton had conceded the joint fewest goals from open play this season, level with Liverpool and second place behind Arsenal. What they need to be able to do then is build on the foundations that they've set which is tough to do when DCL in front the disgrace of a performance that he put in on Saturday for
2: you to say that
0: there were a couple of hall of shame performances this weekend and he was right up
1: there it's weird I wish someone on this podcast had given a warning about these English
0: strikers that you were talking up as Ballon d'Or contenders when you're in the pits sometimes you can't start looking ahead (laughs) Should we getting the top?
1: You're acting top like I was a hater. I wasn't. The, I was just well, a could, truth you, you were being a we, hater as we, well.
2: We got turned into haters just because our glow didn't match yours. <laughs>
0: There's still a DCL, still a player. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> not on, this weekend. On this you, weekend in particular,
2: look, even Massey had his off days, right?
0: <laughs> not <in> this part. <laughs> this was. I get it. Ten minutes where I thought maybe he's warming into the game. And then, as I've said, Priya, I'm in this weird spot where I, I don't think we're going to win the league. And so I don't want City to win in case we can, but I also look and it's like, well, look, if we're not going to win it, then we can't let them win. <laughs> so you might have to win. Um, oh, God, it's cowardly.
1: God, it's pathetic. It is, it is for
0: sure. But he was... The ball was bouncing off him, he was clunky, he wasn't bringing anyone else into the game. Couldn't hold
1: the ball to save his life.
0: No, and...
1: If he's supposed to do one thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In contrast to the West Ham performance with Zuma, where Zuma basically made no pretense of the fact that he did not want the ball. And he really wasn't fussed (laughs) on his team keeping the ball. (laughs) Everton were trying to build out with the ball. I thought they were finding some nice passes towards his feet. And it's never going to be floated softly into his path for him to take on the turn and all of this. He had to do a bit better than he was doing. He wasn't bringing anyone else in. It, it was, was like
1: just when, um, terrible. Who was the kid who they started up front against us. Didn't he give him his debut? Sims, Dob- Sims? Yeah, Sims, yeah. Sims, yeah. Where you're just like, well, he's a kid, so he can't do this. They're trying to get him to hold the ball up, and he's just like drowning. <laughs> it's like that, but this is a senior pro.
0: <laughs> Say it. He got a winner against Chelsea a week later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet his holder play was shit, though. So, it swings <laughs> around right
1: about really. Yeah. What are you going to do? Small
2: consolations. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking as I came away from that game. His holder play was shocking. Yeah, yeah so he's so, a real winner that, here. That's the real quiz. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah, Pep tried to rest KDB, Walker, Bernardo, but did have to draw for them eventually. Um, Poor guy. A whole shame performance from Nunez as well. He was really bad. I don't think he completed a pass. I don't think he completed a tackle, a dribble. It was just one of them where the accounts that are usually neutral are tweeting out fail stats.
1: There's a bit of a thing
0: with him that they thought he had turned a corner
1: as well. But who was it that he dunked on and he had a good game? But it's like, well, what, what does this really count? And then, yeah, true to form, he kind of reverted back in this game.
0: I then... He was getting a lot of praise because the ball was going down his side. I thought Doku was really wasteful in this game as well.
2: I feel that he's kind of reverted. I feel that all of the fun that we saw at the start of his time at City, he's turned into another Pep kind of coach. Pep, got into him. Don't lose the ball. Don't be. F- don't show your flair. Just he ruins wingers but creates amazing machines. It's, so you can't argue with it. But well, they bought Doku.
0: Because they de degrelish grealish <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now they've done the same to him no i don't
0: I don't think he is because he I don't think he's playing like efficient ball he there just seems to be no real invention in what he's doing and it is tough this was a this was a deep, was deep about to block. say
1: yeah for that type of player but I it
0: isn't just this week that no. I, i've been I've been saying it with him it just seems there's a lack of invention in his play that, that sometimes you need to do a bit more than get as close to the byline as possible and smash it across goal now a lot of times that is going to work with Haaland in there mm-hmm. but when there's that many people in the box you need to do a bit more there was no floating it sometimes and driving at others there was no near post far post there was no try to commit a man in the box and see if he'll take you out it was just nothing really it was like if he was playing FIFA against a byline and triple tapping square
2: I guess he is young as well where they've he's obviously come into the league no one's had a plan for him now he's been there, they've seen what he can do, now they have a plan for him. and That's how he kind of either overcomes that, learns from it, and that's how the good players get great, right? It's they learn to overcome the plans that they have.
0: I know that when you play different teams, it's going to be easier. So he can come on against United and look red hot, because hmm. as deep as they are, they aren't a team that is used to playing in a deep block. They're kind of in this weird medium block that they haven't quite nailed hmm. Um, and so he's able to humiliate people and do all this stuff and get them fired up. Everton, this is their bread and butter. This is what they do. As we said, they're a very hard team to score against. But I, I don't know. I just expected a bit more from him and he was far from the worst player there. It's just, you've got Haaland kind of returning to fitness. You've got KDB and the others on the bench. We're looking at you now to do something. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see a bit more from him. I don't know if I wanted it, but, I thought we should see a bit more from him. Pep was getting really pissed off with him.
2: I, I do have to laugh sometimes at that because he's getting annoyed and he's obviously doing what he's been told. Was he Pep. though, I guess the Yeah, that's,
1: that's it. I don't know if he's not, but then... The whole thing that when he first came in, Pep praised him. He's, like, he's a winger and he's like, oh, Pep's finally discovered Pep what an actual win. winger is. And then, so if he's still trying to be that guy, then
2: Sometimes he can say to Pep, well, that's what you want. In this instant, you've got to use the Subway analogy, isn't it? Of the bro you made the sandwich. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how can you hate on Subway? It's kind of what's happened with Doku a little bit, I think.
0: Maybe the options made a difference that teams now, until he does something, and Nunez is a very talented player, so he is going to crash it on someone. But... They did seem to be very content in saying, "Give him the ball." Yeah, like yeah. if that's what you're going to do, and so they can double up on him and all of these things. I don't know. He's he's a very. T- I'm not kind of throwing away any stocks on him. It just I thought a game like this, if we're looking at Saka when we play Everton, is going to be asked. You know, you'll do a bit more than just drop your shoulder and cross it and we're going to be saying the same of whoever it is
1: I do think he's actually had some quieter games than this though on your point just because this isn't an isolated game I do think in this game he, I didn't think he played overly well and he still had a couple of occasions where he beats his man and does get a ball across which almost doesn't amount to anything but there's been other games where you thought this guy's been non-existent and pets hooked him
0: I would, at this moment in time, I think he's closer to St. Maximin than he is Mares. Which, if you're replacing Mares in there, then you need to be coming in and doing it a bit more. And the criticism of St. Maximin, fantastic player to watch. If if you're going to watch Newcastle against whoever's going to be playing because they're always on TV, fun guy to watch on a Sunday at yeah, two yeah. o'clock. But yeah, there needs to be a bit more to it. So, yeah. And uh, I know Mares seems like he wanted to leave. I think they tried shifting him before that these are the players that you'll choose you're stepping into and so you do have to do a little bit more. Hmm. It just seems Grealish isn't really batting the door down behind him so maybe it's going to be a bit different but with all these players back you're going to be competing with Foden in those kind of places you're going to be competing with banana Silver in those kind of places probably going to make him rise and they're just going to have this demon that I don't know, if he's coming on for 15 minutes then Lord help us.
1: They probably only need him to be okay in a few games as well. They can afford him to be inconsistent. They only need you to... A game here and there to come on and make a difference. And that's probably... You've justified why they bought you.
0: When you see the players they had on the bench here, and if we swap them over and so... <clears throat> Walker... were, If Walker is going to be him or it's going to be a Kanji or it's going to be someone stones on the bench and then in the midfield... Nunez is on the bench that's not a bad option for no, you and no. if it's going to be Doku or Grealish or whatever the main difference they have in competing with or whoever it's going to be is our squads are slowly you, know, you get two players back and three go down mm. because they're having to play all of these games Our City they just have such a squad of like talented players they can keep these people fresh and if you look at the number of games that their, that their players have played compared to everyone else's that's the main difference it may be that the level of play is pretty much the same from everyone. Or sorry, the style of play doesn't change. It's the fitness levels and ultimately the availability. You look down the stretch last year when we've got players coming out. They've got KDB coming back in now. And I don't know, it's, it's not looking good for the rest of us that it doesn't feel like they've really got cooking. And then they just seem to, I say they just give Spurs points out of nowhere, no matter what they're going for. City you just look and they just sneak these games in hand on that they just I don't know where they pick them up from and then their players just seem to just come back and come back and come back and
2: I think as well when you look at the styles of play that a lot of these teams with quite a lot of injuries play it's kind of like hell for leather a bit more kind of explosive maybe there's something in the longevity of just like smothering teams like City do where games played at their pace None, they oh, don't get, it's easier on the legs yeah, for sure yeah, they're yeah. not motoring around the pitch they're not doing explosive sprints it's all about smothering get to the byline cutting it back there's no kind of playing it in through the back so could there be something where Pep's perfected the art of we we say he's called the creativity of wingers or I say that but could he have created the perfect system for longevity through a season which I mean, he's kind of improved right in a sense if you look at the last four seasons.
0: Well, I think that's the main difference between us and Liverpool when I actually look at it. I think I would take more of our players and I would take Liverpool players. I, I, I imagine TK would do the same on, on his end of things. I think our style of play is more conducive. We are using City as the blueprint. Liverpool aren't going to play City style of football. Liverpool aren't trying to play City style of football. We're kind of trying to play probably a more disciplined version of what City are trying to do and mm-hmm. that maybe we're going to come on and be fresher or it is just maybe City have just got the best manager and the best players and maybe it is that simple I don't know.
1: Yeah I mean the fact that you can have De Bruyne out and Haaland out for as long as they did and still be in touch and distance.
0: Haaland's still and... league top scorer.
1: Yeah it's <laughs> just yeah yeah ridiculous so
0: no other team is going to cope with that yeah. That's not happening. The first goal Haaland scores is a banger as the ball kind of pinballs around the second one he basically says to Bramthwaite, get off me and then puts it away and you knew what was going to happen there's far better defenders are going to be caught in a horrible situation with him
1: as soon as it opened up you're like
0: oh no this poor kid yeah cause <laughs> he's got he's got the run on him made him look a child as well and then bigger they are harder they fall that's a 6 foot 5 man you're, you're crashing on the deck like that it's interesting that Pickford shows him a nice bit of the goal <laughs> just slot <pull> it in <laughs> yeah. go on all the best son Big man strikers, typically we associate being this big, lanky guy that stands up top, back to goal. And we've seen some through the years. Drogba was actually shorter than I thought he was when I looked last night, 6'2", he was. But Haaland, being as of- big as he is, as fast as he is, and can do all of this stuff, is just... Well, we knew as was a freak of nature, obviously. But to be able to do all of this and bully a center back like that, kind of just reminds you every so often what an incredible player he is. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because the whole thing's been previously, does he impact their style of play? I think we've kind of got to a point now where we realise that's a bit of a cheap talking point. It's a different style of play for sure, but he's not making them worse. A guy that scores 50 a season is not making you worse. Mm. This was one where it's one of their worst performances of the season in terms of how fluid they were. And then you need a guy like that who can... Have nothing really.
2: We yeah we we've said that before, haven't we? Have no plan B, and when you don't have a plan B, when you're playing the possession based football, then you don't give yourself a lot of avenues to try and break the deadlock. Whereas, like you just said, having Harlan there just to do like poke him with a stick and say go and do something for us.
1: Yeah, for that it is also a bit of a false debate anyway, because we the uh, when Harlan first came in, it was like, well now they've got another plan well did they need another plan they just won yeah. the league <laughs> not your points without a striker so mm. it's kind of this thing of like they struggle to break teams down it's like maybe here and there but it doesn't happen very often and so if you do have Ireland it's sort of the cherry on top of the ice on top of the cake isn't it
0: do we have any other strikers in the league that are kind of big men that can do it all so they're not a big man that play like a back to goal big man because physically you're thinking Dalwizzi aren't you no I'm thinking that he has okay. the attributes maybe a little of- rush.
1: To say no, there. <laughs> he has the attributes
0: of that, but he doesn't necessarily play as a big man could. I thought there's maybe Isaac is he the only one really that Isaac is better with his back score than Darwin? Are you?
1: No, I'm not, he doesn't play like a big man. Though. Would you say? No, I
0: think so. I think we. If you look at the games, I would use specifically the Man City performance this can. season. I don't
1: think he's got it in him I don't think consistently he does it. I watched him some games and he looks like a little bit more than like we expected him to and then some games you look at I did not think this guy was going to be that strong that like composed he looked a lot more raw didn't he when we first saw yeah. Frederick coming into this league I thought he might struggle a bit he definitely is better on that than he is. but there are other games where I don't see him doing that to someone like Bramthwaite for example
0: If like, like Harlan just did If City got to the Club World Championship again this season Harlan goes down and they say Premier League oh look this is a really big thing for us winning this <laughs> draft someone in you can take another striker from the league and Pep is so committed to playing this way is Isaac the striker he picks to kind of plug into that the system and do what he wants Haaland to do or is there another striker in the league that's just physically imposing that can do the back to goal stuff that can run behind the last man
2: I mean Tony is my obvious choice of a guy that plays back to goal bullies people and can run and has a great touch he's probably the closest to it I would say
0: I don't, I don't hate the call um, May back the call next season if things maybe go a bit
2: yeah the the more I see of how th- Tony's come back and the more I see of Osama it's not it's not we, a, it's not a black and white decision as I thought it was we're going
0: right? to talk about Tony next so we'll save okay. a, a bit of that but yeah I, I didn't know how many strikers could do that and I was just
1: pretty much none no no uh, your guy Rasmus obviously Give him a couple of years. Because he looks like he looks like he could be big, but he kind of isn't yet. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure someone will call that man strength.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm saying let's get that man back to playing two times a week and then we'll see <laughs> what a big man you are. Um, <clears throat> that's the first time that Stones, Akanji, Diaz and Ake have started together since the Champions League final. So that's not a bad thing to be able to lean on if they need to and they can still have Walker on the bench then <laughs> if they need to get a full back bombing up and down the touchline Jesus alright we know that City are good I don't need to mm. remind so apparently
1: <laughs> Newsflash. Say, don't say we're not education on Newsflash.
0: this podcast well initially I was going to ask us to kind of go back and look at some big man strikers um then I watched a, a compilation of Giroud in sixteen, seven, fifteen, sixteen. 7 Dark times. I didn't need to relive that. So <laughs> I really, I told you about that Ledley King on a podcast last week talking about when he knew it was time to retire. And he said he was up against Norwich playing Grant Holt. And he said, it was like I was playing against R9. And he's like, when Grant Holt feels like R9, <laughs> it's time to retire. <laughs> not a fun one for Spurs fans that because the whole podcast basically saying as he's correct but well, they were better than us like about Arsenal and he's just kind of gassing them up and all of this and it's really uh, I don't know what else he can do but
1: what, were they hoping he was going to say something
0: different <laughs> well I think that he would there's probably things he could do rather than kind of laughing away at like I don't think I actually ever beat them in my whole time <laughs> and they say you know Arsenal winning the league at their on. Um, on their ground and he's like let's be honest with you we were quite happy with a draw <laughs> <laughs> oh god right so speaking of powerful strikers <laughs> Thomas Frank came out in the week and acknowledged that Ivan Tony will almost certainly be off in the summer Tony was asked about those comments post game and he said I see that as he doesn't want me the manager has said what he said I can't make clubs come and get me I've just got to keep doing what I do and that score goals what will be will be now he was quite clearly joking there. Yeah. Some have taken that very seriously. If you
1: read that, it does look differently to how I would yeah. do, to Do the
0: either of you view. have any issue with his comments, if I kind of isolate it, to since the comeback?
2: I mean, he's doing the old, I'm going to treat her so badly that she dumps me so I don't feel bad. <laughs> That's what he's doing.
1: Yeah.
2: He's yes. just come back and... 50% of his interviews that I've seen of him saying I've been so great for the support i have had from Brentford I'm going to work really hard to really push the second half of the season the other half is I'm looking for, to beyond Brentford I'm looking at a big club and I'm not going to be there forever so I don't think he really knows it's like he's got like split personality disorder that one interview might just have a completely different view on his own future obviously I think he's going to leave and he knows that he's going to have the pick of the bunch really when it comes to big teams needing a number nine, so he can probably go wherever he fancies.
0: Where do you stand on it? Do you see it as an issue? Is it, you know, you said it once, do we need to keep hearing it? Or Well,
1: yeah, that is, I guess, partly because the window's shut, so there's no point in talking about it until the summer, I guess.
0: In this instance, he's kind of just answering what Thomas Frank is...
1: And Thomas Frank was only answering what he'd said, right? So <laughs> yeah. sort of like, when they were asking him, well, the manager says he thinks you'll be off. It's like, well, the manager said he thinks he'll be off because yeah. in an interview, he said he <laughs> thinks he'll be off. So the uh, the only thing I have thought with the Tony one was when he gives an in, interview, when the window is still open, he goes, he's, as Jack says, talking about him to bigger clubs, which if you're a Brent fan, probably isn't great, but also you've got to know the reality. I did think, Within that, he goes, you know, whether that top right time is in the summer, whether that's now. And that was the only bit I had a problem with, was where essentially he said, look, if you want me, yeah. you can come in January. Mm. And I'm, I'm always reluctant to say a player owes a club much, because if he was shit, they'd bomb him off without thinking about it. But it wasn't their fault he got banned. Mm. And so he can probably give them six months to keep them in the league and then piss off to a bigger club. And I think the idea that he... I guess probably put the timer on it where he kind of said, look, if you do want to come and get me, great. I'd have probably said, look, I'll revisit again in the summer. Till now, I want to focus on what I want to do for Brentford and then the summer revisit. That way you haven't said, yes, I'm staying for life. You haven't promised anything, but you've also probably given them a bit back. It's the only thing I thought.
0: At the same time, when people do say, you know, the club stuck by him not sure what else they could do in that situation so they, they they actually couldn't do anything else other than pay his wages and i guess given the support they did they didn't kind of kick him to the curb um if he was a dross
1: player they just paid him off as well so it's hmm. not there is a, a two-way transaction. i know
0: um part of it i guess is at this point we know that you want to go hmm. um you're not telling us anything new at this stage so the kind of the reminders i don't know if it's he feels he needs to remind people. I don't know if it's an insecurity thing. It helps that he's back amongst the goals. He's not saying this while having a stinker. Yeah. He is kind of backing the chat. And so he's doing it. He's doing what he needs to do for Brentford. He's got Neil Mopay looking like a player again. Yeah. <laughs> and he is kind of saying, you know, if you want to come and get me, come and get me. This feels like one. I don't know how many of these clubs are interested in him. Like I don't know if the Arsenal interest is real at all, or if it's just one that has yeah. been completely manufactured by papers. And we've seen this before. We've had it with players. Um, the stories have been going and going and going. Tielemans to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, the people that are kind of close journalists to Arsenal say this was never, never a thing. On, no, I don't know why no. this was made such a thing of it that uh, this could maybe be one of them. Maybe. He's worried about the price going up. He wants to kind of make sure if it's that wide open that he wants to leave. If you were a buying club, is this off-putting at all?
1: No, no, I wouldn't say so. I think player wants to use a smaller club for bigger clubs, pretty obvious. The fact that he's just been, I don't really have a huge amount of problem with the transparency of that. The fact that he wants to at some point, it was, yeah, as I said, it was more the come and get me now Plea. if there was any of it to that that was probably the weird thing
0: so when when we it's say like he doesn't
1: have to say this stuff but no. like the juniors are asking him, it's like, well, who wouldn't want to leave Brentford for Chelsea or Arsenal or whatever like, almost that's, every player is going
0: to do that that's the only thing because um, you've said that there. you're not the first person to say it that you know Brentford has to understand obviously we want to do that now the only thing that we really feel of that is when one of our players is linked to Barcelona yeah, or Real yeah. Madrid which we all get do we feel like that, and we've all had it in maybe different situations for each of us, where when someone was telling me, we have to understand, Fabregas would obviously want to go back to Barcelona. Mm. You could not convince me of that, that if Fabregas came out and did these interviews, and he did, that there was anything respectful about it, and I had to understand it. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool fans, I, I can't remember your specific feelings, but Coutinho that wasn't as smooth an exit as perhaps some of us remember it as. No, no, no. The, you know, Liverpool got their money, everyone was happy at the end of it.
1: It worked out well for us, but we didn't want to sell it. We, no. Like, we were bullied into selling it. We didn't want to do it.
0: Now, if if you get bullied with 140 million, then that's, <laughs> yeah. we got, we yeah, got bullied yeah. with bullied. And if 30. you get your
1: players in and he shits the bed, it's the winner-winner that pretty yeah. much never
0: happens. Or they can go and smash it at the next club and then go to Chelsea. So it doesn't always <laughs> get the happily ever after. Um, Jack, I guess, with um, Eden Hazard, I can't remember the exact kind of the, the press and things beforehand. I can't imagine you would have understood it to be that plain and simple if someone said to you, come on, it's for Real Madrid.
2: I think it's different with Hazard, mainly because his idol was Zidane, He's going to go and play at Real Madrid. He was very transparent that he wanted to play for Real Madrid. So you didn't take last. it as a slight? No, he just won his Europa League by himself pretty much against Arsenal and then just said, yeah, this is my last game. And we were just, you know what? Fair enough. We got 100 mil for him and he never played again, basically. Yeah, look, maybe so, if we'd yeah, we got more money, he might have felt different.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you essentially need lots of money and then to be shit. Yeah, is the,
2: is that, the that's... Way. That's it. It's like, if they break up with you, they've got to get with someone uglier afterwards, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They the can't do right. be better. No. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly that.
0: I guess that's fair. Alexis Sanchez feels very different to me than Robin Van Persie. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. Put it, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. Put it, it, put it this way. That's almost the entire thing that's kind of sort of yeah. like how you remember.
2: So a good parallel for me is Courtois and Hazard both went to the same club, both from the same country, both left for pretty similar reasons. Both were absolutely fantastic for our club. One is absolutely hated and still booed to this day, and one isn't, mainly because the way he the exited of not signing a new deal, leaving his high and dry, and spent 80 million on Kepper in a panic, and that's yeah. that's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's the that's
2: sad. the that's the rub, right? You get the Eden Hazard nice, and then you get Courtois. Which when they first came it. up
1: with like the butterfly effect, they wouldn't have believed that sequence of it. No, <laughs> no, no, no way. <laughs>
2: yeah. So David, De Ge- so a fax machine <laughs> not working. at... Uh, Man United <laughs> meant that they bought Courtois, which then meant we bought it Kepa. Yeah, it's it's like million-
0: if if there was an interview tomorrow, and no matter which player I compare here, someone's going to take an issue. But say Erdegaard said, "You know what? I do have some unfinished business at Real Madrid, and Real Madrid are a massive club. Arsenal are big, obviously, but Real Madrid, Real Madrid. I wouldn't take that very kindly.
1: No, I've, if I- if and had they been in a slightly different spot over the years. I think at some point Barcelona were coming for Van Dijk and Van Dijk would have gone. And we'd have been up in arms as Liverpool fans. I'd have been fuming. He'd have probably given an interview where he didn't fully flirt with him, but enough that you're like, hang on. And because he's expressed, I think he, I don't know if he's a Barca fan growing up, but there's something there. I wouldn't have been going, well, do you know what? He kicked up a bit of a stink at Southampton to come to us, so it's evens, isn't it? Of course you wouldn't. You'd be pissed off because it's yeah. happening to you. It's different when the gun's turned on you. It's just, maybe it's hypocritical, but that is the The rest way of I'm it thinking.
0: now, we're addressing with hindsight, is what I'm saying. So you know the Coutinho one went badly. So I'm trying to remember, at the time... For
1: example, then, the Torres one, I was fucking distraught <laughs> okay. when he went to yeah. Chelsea. Now, I think there's a slightly different thing there. In the- I think was he many- flirting beforehand? Was so there was a thing of Jazz getting in for him, you thought, well, maybe he won't go. And within a couple of days, he's handed in a transfer request. <laughs> yeah. and so he's gone, I'm going. So you are like, oh. The, you, and gone. obviously, you are constantly going, well, this was a bigger club than Jazz, even if they're better than us, we're still, you know, a bigger club, or whatever. And then uh, you're, oh, I guess that doesn't mean a lot. He's gone, I'm not staying here, and this club's an absolute mess. Mm. I'm going to go and try and win something there. But again, then that the perception that changes because he was shit you kind of end up almost feeling sorry for him. By the time, that was as distraught as i have been about a player leaving.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think there's an etiquette as well. Once you're at what you would class as a big club, there is an etiquette of, right, stay in your lane now. I guess when you're Tony and you're at Brentford and you feel that the wrath of the Brentford fans is very different to the wrath of the entire Liverpool Mm. or Arsenal fan base think you can get away with a little bit more can and they're a bit more appreciative whereas mm. when you're already at a top club say he goes to arsenal and say you win the premier league in the next couple of years and then real madrid wait. then real madrid come knocking then if he's then flirting with real madrid it's a different scenario because he you've cut he's come in he's done a job he's won you something whereas brentford it's kind of there's a bit of credit in the bank he probably thinks he can get away with it they know what's coming he knows what's coming no one's had the wall pulled over their eyes whereas at a top club when you think oh why would you want to leave you are winning stuff you're yeah. winning trophies with us in the best one of the best teams in England then it's a much different dynamic to the situation I feel
0: the Alexis one it was like okay he's going to City or right, I can kind of and then City pulled out and it was like okay then that should be alright then it's like what do you mean you're going to United? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just tried imagining when I was thinking of this today how a Brentford fan would feel hearing us say well, obviously you just need to accept it kind of and no, I they just don't be think Blair's ever off. going to be a, because ultimately it's not the first issue with him but when I said about clubs being put off so it was the thing wasn't there that Caicedo was getting a, a bit too chopsy and then Mudric we saw do it with Arsenal and then we saw do it with Chelsea I don't know if it's puts it off or all our clubs are arrogant enough to go, no, because it's quite, they really want to play for Chelsea or they really want to play for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. aren't going to do this for someone else.
1: And then they've probably got an agent telling you, no, no, he really wants to play for you. So that just sort of uh, massages your ego a little bit as a club. That's the, the difference between Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, whatever, well call it delusional or not, believe they're on the same sort of plane as a Madrid or Barca. And that's probably still, even now, the pinnacle, if we're honest. But in our mind, if you're up near the top of the Premier League or in the later stages of the Champions League, you go, we're all basically swimming in the same pond here. Whereas Brentford, no, they aren't that. So there's a, a noticeable gap between them and a top club. Whereas it feels more minimal between one of the top Premier League clubs and the Spanish Giants, even if they probably still are in a lot of players' minds. That still is probably the destination.
0: If Arteta said, you know what, Barcelona is my home club and this is where I grew up I would not be saying you know what fair enough <laughs> yeah. if you want an idea of how little that sort of feels to football fans
1: like fans of lower league clubs have like no understanding of why a player would want to leave and they're like well this is literally a career move like here like this because it's probably a life-changing sum of money if you go from like a lead two club to a championship club that probably isn't like a life-changing sum of money at that point. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, why are you going to leave us? <laughs> because like, he doesn't give a fuck about Cheltenham Town or whatever. Because he didn't grow up the and then, believe it or not. And he thinks, I'm going to go from maybe like 1,500 a week to about fucking eight grand a week. Declan
0: like- Rice was being caught a snake yesterday, leaving after winning a European trophy and his club getting £105 million. <laughs> yeah,
1: like if that's not an amicable split, you're probably not going to get one. All right. Cause- um.
0: Another goal at the weekend then for Tony. He's now levelled Gabriel Jesus for the season. If you want to know where maybe some issues it's are the there. Box office. Um, that doesn't know as we've said before. our all the goals on that one. If anything, missing sometimes. This is why Haaland isn't as box office as Gabriel Jesus, because yeah. he scores too many. They
2: don't have the jeopardy.
0: Exactly. Um, back in with an English chat now. Are we saying, is he now, is he top of the tree for the second striker in the England squad? I've,
1: I've always felt he's the next guy after Kane, personally, if we're all, if they're all,
0: all things being equal. It was us thinking it was Kane, Watkins, DCL for you.
1: Well, you know, they just aren't even in the squad, so I just have <laughs> Kane, a band, Ivan Tony at the time of the discussion and then no one else. Just Sorry.
2: A, just a cardboard car of Tony <laughs> instead of Watkins.
0: Jack is actually banging the drum for Anthony Gordon being brought as a second striker. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Liverpool 3, Burnley 1. Now, I don't think any of us were in doubt as to what the final result would be here, TK, and don't ask me that same question about this weekend because there is some doubt with
1: me. That is ridiculous.
0: Was there anything specific that you noticed or picked up from this game that we won't have seen from watching highlights or, you know, anything
1: else? I mean how bad the are (laughs) is they just for example you are set piece FC they can't defend set pieces for their life I do not doubt they won't do anything on that this week they will act like we're going to go out and play these and if it doesn't come off oh wow we go down in a noble
0: effort you it's companies. I would be
1: stunned if you don't score
0: from a set piece against them let's hope just don't say that too many times because
1: (laughs) well I and then even when they obviously pull it back level, if that had been genuinely any other club in the league, including you know Sheffield United, and I'm stretching it a bit there, but a team that I would go, you know what, they could be organised and hard to break down. We might get frustrated, crowd gets a bit annoyed. It's three o'clock on a Saturday, so it's not exactly the usual uh sort of under the lights. You can get a bit of atmosphere, and there's not a lot going here. Then we could come unstuck. I never for a second thought that was going to happen in this game. I didn't for a second doubt that we were going to win this. And I say that with all the pessimism of a fan who you normally think, as you've just said about Arsenal going into this Burnley game, that well, there's a bit of doubt in there. I didn't I didn't doubt it because I thought we won't stop scoring at us. Ultimately, if they score again, we'll, we will st- still score on them. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll keep us
0: out. My favourite thing with Trafford is um, how shocked he looks every time they concede from a set piece.
1: <laughs> he's a I can't believe it. Could have had a nice little battle between him looking shocked at that and Nunes looking shocked every time he misses a one-on-one.
0: <laughs> um, Kwanzaa started in Canate's place. Trent comes off at half-time. Your attacking options are pretty stacked. Is it the defence that you need to keep fit to have any chance this season?
1: Yeah, I mean... if. If, if we you take could, your
0: most important defender and most important attacker, can you fare better without Trent or without, or without Van Dijk or without Salah? It's probably the better one.
1: Yeah, we can cope better without Salah, can't we? We've got more attacking options. Um, again, we've never shown an ability to really deal without Van Dijk. So yeah. it just hasn't really happened. The I do think the tr- thing with Trent is a bit concerning. The fact that they're just... Saying he's got a bit of trouble with his knee. I'm always a little bit cautious about that. Knees. Starts off with a little, oh, yeah, he's feeling it. And then That's next, what Reece you James know, is a few months down the line. Uh, I'm waiting and he obviously who... creative, creatively is a pretty big deal he's for us. Monster. So if he's yeah. not there, we, we will run into problems eventually. The The main continued fitness issue, obviously, at the back is Kanata, isn't it? If you could say to me, I'll guarantee you he stays fit from now to the end of the season, I'd say we'll be very very close to winning it then but there's just no way that's going to happen so he will not stay fit the whole time Quantas has been a really good stand-in, but he's not the same yeah obviously because he's only a young player slightly weird thing of him is as well he's doesn't look out of place at all in almost every game scene mistake here and there but nothing really to write home about doesn't look that quick if you look at a lot of obviously young defenders that come through now often tend to be that they're Quite quick,
0: is that that you're trouble. seeing Kanata in his place, or just objectively, he's probably a
1: bit unfair that he is up against that as your competition? But he is, yeah, a couple of times, you're, mm, you're not quite. But then I've said about a lot of young defenders come through that are rapid, I'm always a little bit concerned about them because you don't really have to learn the game because you don't have to learn about your position because your pace will get you out of trouble. So it is business. interesting having it the other way around where this guy maybe because he knows he's not. Rapid, he's going to be able to learn it a bit better.
0: Darwin, Diaz, and Jota all scored. Hmm. Who's the likeliest to drop out when Salah returns? <sighs> probably Darwin, strangely. He'd you probably, reckon?
1: He still probably would. Um, I don't think you can drop Jota at a minute.
0: He looked very shocked that he scored that <laughs> header, Darwin.
1: And it, again, it's probably the hardest chance. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he's put that one in. It's ridiculous.
2: I think that's it, isn't it? When you. You bet as a Liverpool manager, fan, player, that you're going to get X amount of shots on goal per game. Now, it all comes down to who do you want taking that shot? (laughs) And that's probably what it all boils down to. As much as he may go put a lot of work into creating those shots, but who do you want it falling to? And you're probably putting him...
0: That's the thing, Liverpool...
2: you're probably putting him below your defenders. In a, in
1: a lot of <laughs> when pockets. he was lining up that penalty the other day, I was definitely would have had him below everyone else on the <laughs> yeah. team. Don't I remind think. me.
0: Liverpool get like five less shots a game with Darwin off the pitch.
1: Yeah, like he, I wouldn't drop him, but just on Klopp's previous, I think the suggestion would be that I don't think he's going to drop Jota right now. I Think he likes Diaz off the off the left, and obviously Salah Salah. So.
0: How seriously are you going to take the Europa League this season? Well, not you. How seriously is Klopp going to take the Europa League this season?
1: I think he'll continue to do what he did in the group, where he is rotating enough. But there's, we're not putting out teams that are. That's disrespectful to the competition here. Like you go, if that team gets beat, I could believe it. But it's also good enough to win this game, which often people overlook. Even like you know, like a team will put out not quite a second team, but a poorer team in like the FA Cup and then they'll go out to a championship team or something. The manager will get hammered and I guess partly rightly said, but also he's absolutely right to go, well, that team's still good enough to win that game. Hmm. Like I remember And rotated for Spurs, didn't he? Was it the League Cup? Yeah. And Spurs, I think rightly were like, well, hang on, we've probably got two trophies we can have a crack at here. Why don't we? And I think he should have. But he could also say, look, that team's still good enough to win this game. I kind of think we're going to have a lot of those in the Europa League where it's, unless we get a really live opponent later later on in the competition we're going to have teams out there that you go okay this is good enough to win the game and if we do lose we lose and we focus on the rest of them
0: Much like us your squad's not really deep enough that you can protect all of your main guys either
1: And there was also periods say Endo was getting starts in the Europa now you'd probably say he's going to be starting, straight back in he's starting in the first 11 now so where he wasn't he wasn't previously so you go well, he probably isn't anymore Curtis Jones if he is having minutes you would probably go well he's part of the start 11 now so he's not so it's going to be interesting people are going to find where they're at in the squad it might show them a little bit probably going to get Gravenberg's probably going to get more minutes in the European League than he might have expected yeah. to when he first came in for example
0: and just finally what were your thoughts on Klopp's celebrations post game because they looked a bit lively to me
1: as long as he's not tooting his car horn at someone I'll be able to deal with it <laughs>
0: Did, what did you make? i worried if he does. Curtis Jones's comments in the week.
1: Um, I thought it was fairly tongue in cheek and didn't mean anything by it. And I kind of—I haven't seen much. I assume everyone's been pretty level-headed and reasonable <laughs> about it, and no one's ever reacted. Is that right? Do you think
0: Curtis Jones has that in the locker? Did you see the interview? I, I've seen the clip. Yeah, I, I thought he looked deadly serious to me. His, uh... He almost looked embarrassed while saying it.
1: Yeah, well, I think that that probably gives you a hint that he's probably not fully. So I don't, I don't think he's going home at night and going, I can't believe they're copying us. I can't believe this. I, I think, think he's probably just about getting to sleep at night.
0: I think the, the piss was still boiling a bit, and then he realised as he was saying it. Maybe. Um, Spurs two, Brighton one. Now Deserbi wasn't there because he flew back to Italy for emergency dental surgery. <laughs> Can you not just go private in this country? What the hell is going on there? After 17 minutes, Brighton take the lead. And then after being pegged back, his side take the bold decision to press forward in the 94th minute and leave space for Tottenham to do the thing they do best and counter his speed. I watched the last few minutes of this on the Bet365 live tracker. Romero had it at his feet it said goal. I thought, what the hell has happened here? <laughs> Knew they were going to score. Didn't bet it. And look, I suppose wouldn't have won if I did because everything else I touched this weekend <laughs> was not good. We've had it a few times with Ange this season and we excused it a few times last season with Brighton. When do we take these kid gloves off with DeSerby and say that there's being brave and then there's being stupid. I think
1: we're probably seeing. I think it started already. I think his stock isn't as high as he was. Should he be was. getting
0: talked for the Liverpool job at this? Point? One win in their last ten away games, the most draws in the Premier League. That tells me their game management is poor, and it's not like they're even getting the results from being bold. Like yeah, yeah, it, I agree. You it just it's just. Being nonsensical at that stage. Like, I know they have had injuries and they aren't Chelsea and they aren't Newcastle, so they don't quite count as much. But they were at yeah, Pedro here, they were at about three starters from last season. But certain things, no matter who's on the pitch, what personnel's there, you realise you're away at Tottenham, and unless you're disrespecting Tottenham that much that you say a draw is a disaster here. <laughs> Your centre-back's pushed... Why is Dunk charging out like that in, yeah. the, in the 94th minute? It's crazy. Spurs had to ride their luck again. But look, them and United just have a knack of dragging results out from points where they really shouldn't be able to. Would you call them mentality monsters? I'd call them very fortunate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all so you can I do. I do think some of the stuff. So, for example, you you brought up Dunk there. There is at times I do think also it, some individual responsibility in some of these games where if you're in the last few minutes, I don't care what philosophy, or whatever your manager's got, you got to know where it Spurs. Let's take the draw and get out of it. But you are right as the wider point about Zerbi. I do think, for example, if you were a club like Liverpool someone else looking at him, you've got to see how the rest of this season goes because at at the minute they are, you'd pick to play against them, not top of your list, there's a few other dross teams that we're probably going to get to. But they they would be right up there because they, you know they're going to give up chances. I thought Spurs were going to pump so in this game. Because I thought, this is gonna, they're going to get tit for tat and it's going to be like 5-2 Spurs or something. They're going to give up a couple of goals as well. But I just thought, because I know what Brighton will do and other clubs do as well. And he's kind of, you say about the injuries, but, even when it's better for them, he rotates and rotates to a point where there's just chaos.
0: Well, having a crunch time last season, my, my overriding feeling for them is that they play like a team that there's no stakes for. Like, every there game is, is, is it's, it's, it's just they're playing with house money and everything is a bonus.
1: So you're never going to get hammered because it's bright and little bright and you said about taking the kids yeah. off. Yeah, that's it. You're never going to get too much stick and if you do win, you'll get praised.
0: Their assistant is like a Cheshire cat in his interview of match of the day after talking about, you know, I lost my voice but you know, I thought we played well. You just lost in stoppage time. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, you should be. Yeah, that was weird actually thinking about it. That's it, just yeah, like yeah. the music they had at full time because there was a there was a party there. <laughs> there was a party there. I can only assume there was a day trip with Basuma's kids because I didn't see them on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but They were close. They were close.
1: I hope you're not policing celebrations right now. I said there's okay um see you doing there's, that.
0: There's, there's there's like a limit we get to and Right up to the Guard of Honour, we, can, <laughs> we can rock with it. Doing you know it at three o'clock feels a bit different as well? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> it's
2: just. I, for one, am really, really pleased that the Zerba's performing this way because Todd was going to pull the trigger on that. <laughs> he was going to be another Brighton signing. And I'm just glad that he's doing this for our benefit, if nothing else.
1: Todd away for someone else's club rather right?
2: yeah. yours.
0: Todd is watching the big short and he's cooking up something disgusting. (laughs) He's buying in the dip or whatever it is they say in there. He's going to be all over that.
2: He's just shorting every seasoned pro in the league. They're all just going to do the hamstrings at the same time. He's going
0: to activate that and the buyback for Billy Gilmore at the same time.
1: You keep investing in this muddy stock. Trust me. Trust me.
0: But I saw that Bayern Munich supposedly had a offer on loan admittedly rejected for Mudrick. that that's, what look the look fuck is Tuchel, Tuchel that, <laughs>
2: that man that, that honestly strikes me is Chelsea have released that through Fabrizio Romano <laughs> yeah. to say see people do people do yes, r- interesting, yeah, people do rate him unfortunately <laughs>
0: when you intentionally sign Eric Dyer, and it's not like in the NBA where you say look we'll have to take that contract on board to get who we want to get. Like, you've chosen to take Eric (laughs) Dyer on board. Anything is possible at that stage.
2: The thing is, as well, with... Fabrizio Romano is definitely on Chelsea's payroll.
0: (laughs) Not a doubt in my mind. (laughs) The
2: amount of Chelsea-related news he gets, but it's all positive. He doesn't post anything negative about us whatsoever. Like, he was the first one to break the story about Enzo. No, he was never looking at it. He loves the club. He's here to fight... Uh, his performances for the last year have been telling me something very different (laughs) (laughs) so
0: it looks like Philip Billing might be on his way to Newcastle so there's a space opening up in the Bournemouth midfield and (laughs) I said he wouldn't get in there last week maybe now Billing at Newcastle that's a problem it's in Joe Linton's place Jesus As for Spurs, players coming back now, Sar, Sun, Madison, keep picking up wins as I said. I do think the bigger picture will need to be addressed, but the difference I have between them and United is unless Ten Hag is playing the best character that we've ever seen in the league, because he's saying they could have been... He's still running this wrong angle thing from the Arsenal game. He's still going with this.
2: (laughs) He said they could have been us. Yeah, He said they could have
0: been us. I don't believe that and just seeing these and he's just taking the three points on board and he's not looking at any deeper than that I believe he is seeing there are issues that need to be addressed and there are certain things that need to be changed Yeah, and it's probably going to be there's still going to be a certain level of risk in his play there's still probably not going to be the most solid team in the league and their underlying numbers are dreadful but I feel he's going to address that more than United are going to. Um.
1: I feel that like there's a, a method to Spurs where you go. I can explain these results. I almost can't explain United's results. I almost can't explain that like, the Villa result from yesterday. It's yeah. a weird game. Yeah. But they, normally you can only have so many weird games before you go. They're obviously doing something, and I'm sure Ten Hag would push that. But yeah. I'm not sure it is that you oh, He's got the right question. but All this workings out. You know, like, I don't. I can't make out any of this. Mm. I can't
0: work it out. I know he got the winner. Brennan Johnson is not a popular player with uh, Spurs fans. Is he not? No. All oh, right. Maybe it's the options they have in his place, but he seems a bit, maybe it's through his wastefulness. If you just look under their tweets when he's not starting and that. I think you said I hated on him as well. You did. I think. <laughs> Sounds right.
2: <laughs> from that as well, you score an minute winner. Celebrate.
0: Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was joking.
2: Was he? No. Yeah. like. No, he just jogged off. So So I, so
1: I think. I was thinking, did he play for them? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I, I saw, and I don't know what specifically, that he was mocking something Brighton did to them in the game before Christmas. Wow, I don't know what it was, but I saw Spurs fans posting. You know, he doesn't forget, him, this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because obviously he was doing the dart celebrations. He obviously was offended for Madison the other week. What, what a cuck! Yeah. <laughs> let, let Madison do that. You <laughs> don't have to.
0: You do have to worry for him. <laughs> What's he got to do with you? He's trying. He's, he's trying to be cool. You know yeah. that guy. He's holding. He's doing something before all the Spurs players get on top of him. But I don't know. I don't know what it is that he's trying to do. Jack, if you do need to escape, you don't want to watch the Chelsea game with us, then uh, none taken. um, If you've got Forest in this five thirty slot this season, then buckle up would be (laughs) my words of advice. Um, Have you played Forest twice yet? Have you played them in the City Ground yet?
2: No, but they beat us at Stamford Bridge.
0: We need that. We need need Chelsea Forest five thirty on a Saturday. Give it to us, No, No, we don't. Now, Bruno finishes off a real nice set-piece routine to open things up, nice outside-of-the-boot volley. Dan Burns starting over Livermento is just criminal (laughs) management at this stage. Seeing Alanga just breeze past him was just nasty work when you've got that demon on the bench. How obviously he's going to have his guys that he trusts, but this is almost always a manager's undoing when there's just one guy they just wed themselves to, and they're so blinkered that they just can't get past it. Unfortunately for us, it was Rob Holding. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: you're just screaming out like, why do you trust him? I don't understand. I know you
0: trust him, but why? And uh, especially, we didn't, we had Kivior, I guess. And so I think so much of my thoughts on him is, you weren't trusted over this guy. Yeah. We've seen Livermento. We know that he can be trusted.
1: I've... Went so long are we were having the conversation that, well, they can get rid of Trippier. We've got Livermento there to cover kind of right back. So, and you know, he's done fine at left it. back as well. So, uh, yeah, bizarre. Dan Byrne was supposed to be like the stop gap when he first came in, and he's just kind of still there. They've upgraded in like it's the different positions. It. Like,
0: oh, hang on. Yeah, we kind of did this like Dan Byrne. And then he started well. We we're like, okay, that was
1: so dictated yeah. yeah, that meant that was well, kind um, of fine.
0: Now we're like, Dan Byrne? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if you... I, I follow my, my brother and some other fans, so I get some of the like Newcastle Twitter ones make their way onto my For You page. If you just follow like one of their fan accounts just so you get a little sprinkle of what they think about Dan Byrne on your timeline, that man, I know he's a local lad and all that. They don't care about that, though. No. He's not loved. That's
2: <laughs> see. As, I know you're playing for your boyhood club, but do you want to stay there past your sell-by date and become hated by yeah. your own fans? Yeah. Like, I, I, if I mean, if you play for Arsenal, you're not leaving, right? No. So, and
0: we had this, so we had you're, Carl. You're
2: basically, Eddie and Ketty in another dimension is sat doing a podcast hating on you because you're playing at front. For yeah. I mean, <laughs> Carl
0: Jenkinson said someone had to kind of quite nicely say to him, "It's time." <laughs> basically. I had to take him out the back. Yeah. Rob Holding, obviously the same happened. And then, I mean, one of those tragic interviews I've seen with him that he said, Arteta phoned him up after to say that he really appreciated how engaged he was in team meetings of putting his hand up and answering questions. Oh, oh God. And he said he says, and so say, you know, I'll always have that. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Oh, no. This man now can't get on the bench for Palace. Um, Dan Burn has done more. I guess Rob Holden, Carabao, uh, FA Cup final. We'll always have that, but don't forget that. Dan Burn doesn't have that. You've no. got in the Champions League. You've beat PSG. You had a good night. Yeah, Go on. Fake an injury or something. <laughs> <laughs> or really, between Eddie Howe and Mad Dog, one of them should be able to see <laughs> this ain't working. Even if it's just for a one-off game all, all of, any of us needed to see on that team sheet was, it's a Lanketown down Burnside. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, maybe not today, that's, maybe we don't play Burn today. Yeah.
0: Rough. Um could do with a Bruno booking this weekend to keep uh, him out of the Arsenal game, which would be nice because that man against us just is a maniac. TK, are you taking the L on um, Awanyi or are you just staying true saying <laughs> I'm doubling down. I don't know if I said he was useless. You said that you didn't think he was good enough to be their starting striker. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, to be fair, we were at the first game of the season when he came on, and then immediately, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> he should have started that game for sure because I don't know what made them
1: go, do you know what we'll do against. Uh, it was been Sleeper and Ben White, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, Do you know what? We'll put Brennan Jones up there on his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> when it doesn't stick at
0: all. He missed a good chance early doors as well, didn't he? Killed yeah, it over.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he was. His horses for causes, and I think in the right game, he is obviously a handful. The uh, Obviously, the goal they score against you comes from him just bouncing yeah. Sleeper, doesn't it? Which no one really does. So he's obviously got qualities that you could want, especially for a club if you're down in the bottom half. But I just. I the, t- the point I was making at the time, the hype he was getting was like, he's going to go on to a bigger club. I didn't quite he see that. Meet you. yeah. I didn't quite get that.
0: Nice winner from Bruno. Mm-hmm. Bringing Harvey Barnes on gave them a boost, I assume, and that's <laughs> what got them over the line. Forrester now two points above the drop zone. Do they stay up? Yes or no?
2: <sighs> I still think there's worse than them.
0: That's probably my take.
2: I- I've seen enough from them... To know that they're going to get points from the teams in and around them.
1: Everton are currently in there though, aren't they? Yeah. I think Everton are better than Forest.
0: I think they're going to get half their points back, is my take on the Everton situation. So they yeah. I think they take 10 off so they can say, we'll still punish you, we'll take five. Right, okay.
2: Haven't yeah. they had another breach though?
0: Yeah, but they might kick that one down the road like they're doing with City. This is going to be another like, 18 months for them, even with the trial starting there. Jeez. Um, I
1: think it's Burnley and Sheffield plus one, I think. Um, Forrest could be
2: Sheffield.
1: that one. I'd, I'd back Luton and Everton over them at the minute. I I agree with you. I don't think Forrest are one of the three worst teams but I just wonder if I think circumstances could end up...
2: I think when enough. push comes to shove at the end of the season if I have my chips and I'm putting them on the table and I'm putting them on Forrest to, to, to survive over Sheffield United, Burnley I'd still probably say Luton. Even though they are pulling out results and playing better football than they, I, than we have been seeing, I think
1: if they lose tonight, I might start
0: saying, Palace. they about, are the hideous. I was
2: just about to say that they, I've seen stranger things happen. Hmm.
0: Graham Potter sweepstakes. I, I really hope United Luton is what it should be on Sunday. Yeah, if <laughs> United just romp past them, they're really gutted on that. Yeah, I
1: agree. most controversial by the way, with, yeah. with Nuno, Spurs fans and Wolves fans, which again. What's, what's all this entertainment the forest kids, where the <laughs> fuck was this <laughs> was never fun.
0: been more grateful the way we started that season and then he just says you've heard of three man midfields you've heard of five man <laughs> midfields I'm just going to play no midfield <laughs> I'm just going to play attackers and defenders and it was uh, wonderful What's well, that then- made the ball choice like <laughs> you
1: Controversial point
0: from this game three minutes before Bruno gets the winner. Why doesn't a one year get a penalty for the foul by Dubravka when you compare to a penalty given for a foul by the same keeper on Di- on Diogo Jota with far less contact? Yeah, I was
1: about to say the difference being that this
0: one was more of a pun.
1: Uh, f- It's a great question.
0: It's this nonsense thing, isn't it? That because the ref didn't give it on the pitch, they say, got to go with a decision on
1: on the field. Like with some things, I can kind of sympathise with that idea. I'm not sure this one falls into that bracket. It's a pretty big moment.
0: It's it's quite blatant contact. And Mm. supposedly the things they judge is whether he's bent his run to try and get the touch. Whether he's moved his leg to where he's dangled it behind he does none of those things he tries to play the ball at the point he gets swiped mm. i'm not sure it knocks big man like that off his feet but
2: i think then, we, we, we've seen the season of club's farewell tour of
0: well it wasn't his farewell tour at that point it was the we're sorry we gave you a penalty we sorry we let spurs beat you yeah which
2: well there's that and now culminating with this after what we saw in the chelsea game I'm not about surprised about any, Spurs at that stage. any <laughs> penalties with Liverpool not surprised about this season. No. Um Jackson has now fully a left winger, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he played their three games in a
1: row. How many degrees of separation are we from
0: Liverpool any topic? <laughs> We've
1: just how do we go from that to well Klopp's farewell to and yeah. getting penalties?
0: <laughs> he did that. No, I thought the the Dubravka one was probably the fairest comparison when you yeah. looked at the contacts yeah. on that one and then significant contacts on this one.
1: If we're going to compare it on to the Jota one, then it's, yeah, it's going to be everything's uh, a pen.
0: The blockbuster result of the weekend Declan Rice, rowdy reception for him as he entered the pitch. West Ham fans booed his every touch until they realised he actually touches the ball quite a lot.
1: There's not many of us left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they sank back into their seats. Um, Jared Bowen started as a striker here. I know. Moyes, I believe Moyes is trying to get all his best players on the pitch at the same time. He was a handful as much as he could be early doors, but every time against us he does that. This time, though, he was just stuck. If you put any striker of that size that isn't named Diogo Jota, for the most part, against both Gabriel and Saliba, and it's just you against the two of them. No support. Good luck. Yeah, I'll back there. You don't
1: play a striker normally, really. It's not your natural position.
0: And the ref basically said, we're playing physical today as well. So they were they were pushing him about a bit and getting away with it. There was a couple, they nudged him in the back and I thought, okay, I'm not sure, but the ref was letting that slide on both ends. It's just West Ham then didn't get close enough to be able to put a nudge in anyone's back. Um, we lost to West Ham, obviously, over Christmas, despite having 30 shots on goal. Revenge was on the mind in this game. Got battered in the Carabao, really. That was the outlier of a performance. We missed some big chances early on. West Ham looked lively on the break and I was getting fearful. Little did I know what was coming our way. 32nd minute, Saliba headed an opener, which is almost identical to a goal he scored against Burnley, actually, where no one jumps with him. He's at the back (laughs) stick and he just kind of... okay nips it in. And then at uh, half time we're 4 0 up. You blacked out, did you? <laughs>
2: well Yeah, you can shit They were talking around the Sky Sports table and you're like What's <laughs> just
0: I was very pleased and then they said and this yeah. is the first time Arsenal have been 4-0 away from home at half time for a Premier League game since they played Newcastle. Um, hang on a minute. Why the hell would you say
1: that? Yeah, I was thinking that. When they so they got it.
0: the fifth and I felt a lot better. If you want to know how much I believe in jinxes, I didn't message in majority of group chats where I thought things could come back to haunt me at half time. I thought, I'm not bragging here just yet. Christ. West Ham, you know, they could get rolling. We had a comeback from... Uh, 3-0 down against them uh, when it was behind closed doors. But this was just, yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible from West Ham. From the moment the first go in it, you could just see their like
1: body language just switch.
0: And still, though, I think if you look at the fans, if you look at the management or whatever, the worst reaction of the game is Alvarez having the cheek to appeal his booking in the ninth minute of the game.
1: That was incredible.
0: He could have been sent. Nailed it. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean it's a booking? Saka gets a penalty. Don't really know why Ariola wasn't sent off here because I know the thing is if you make a clear go for the ball, then we do the you know double jeopardy. I don't think he went for the ball. I thought <laughs> he just cleaned Saka out. Uh, I don't know
1: I think I he think probably was
2: did was covering as well wasn't there on the line? yeah
1: whether that came into it I think that's a rule that makes a level of sense I think the penalty is a good enough punishment that a red card isn't really needed
2: but it's, you can actually see last ditch tackles now without it being a red instead of letting people score so yeah it's Sorry, the one want, rule change did
0: actually. you want 12-0 is that what you wanted 6-0 enough yeah I, I do feel like it's my son up there when Saka goes up for a penalty and I was nervy well you are enough it didn't Penalty didn't mean anything, he's fine. Fortunately. The
1: two ones where he did mean something. Yeah, no good.
0: Let's club and his country now. <laughs> he scored a lot of meaningful penalties. Don't forget that. Okay. In only penalty to you.
2: At the moment.
0: Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. United. City. Chelsea.
2: The Chelsea one's not very meaningful, I have say. What do you mean? <laughs> at sure. that point, it was. <laughs> we were was that us under tackle. that was the Stamford Bridge yeah. wasn't it yeah, yeah it was yeah because we now.
0: we just lost to someone and then Eddie comes into the team for the pig and then scores in like five minutes and we have this 4-2 I think we win there there were yeah. no meaningful games when the pig was there there was we were going for top four it just kind of <laughs> came crashing down after that <laughs> learning curve then. so
2: what when he left it all came crashing down
0: it came crashing down two games later <laughs> Where were we? Saka. He gets another goal later in the game, which I'll ask you both about. But that's 100 goal involvements now, at the age of 22. You know, my thoughts on this. Is it fair to say that he is perhaps still underrated?
2: I think he's rated exactly where he should be. I think we all think he's a very good player. I think he's. there's another facet to his game that I think he's got in him. And we haven't seen it this season as much... As explosive as last season, I don't think. See, so if he gets that back, then there's another level he can go to where he becomes, without a doubt, one of the best in the world. I I
0: I agree with the wider point there because I do think he hasn't been at his best this season. Then numbers wise, it's twenty three goals and assists in twenty five games this season. Yeah, I'm not saying which. No, but if I if I told the I don't know why I'd be speaking to the every man in the street going, Do you know Saka's numbers this season? <laughs> yeah. But if I did stop the everyman. When was the last time we had a Papa John's? I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, said this, I think most would be shocked to know that it is nearly average of one a game.
1: Even the stats that they came out, you said 100 goals involved. Yeah. I thought that's mad, For even though, you know, obviously no good he's been at a young age.
0: It's still crazy stats, really. Well, the first year of that, he's playing left back.
1: Mm.
0: He gets, I think it's like 15 assists in his first season from left back. Just sliding across the box to Aubameyang, basically. Where
2: would Saka be on your list of wingers for the from the last ten years? For Arsenal, no. From 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 the list that we did from the last ten years, where would you put him right now?
0: I think you probably need uh, more uh, more trophies to be able to be going up the list um, properly. I think I have him just about above Eden Hazard, probably, um, but not quite objective. Alexis Sanchez. I was glad you made so that. I, com- just- I
2: was glad you made that comparison because by this age, Hazard had twenty three more goals. Um, I think thirty more assists. player of the year, league title. So if you are going to put him above Hazard, i would
0: to suck his metabolism. Now. Yeah. I also, I still he's got the longevity. Of him.
2: Hazard loved the beefy boys before his time. <laughs> and you know, I've it.
0: seen the numbers that Aubameyang and Lacazette put up in France. I think any league titles there. I've bought. We bought Schumach off the back of a league title there. We bought you off the back of a league title <laughs> there.
1: Gbbrici got a golden boot. Of
0: yeah, it, I think. we we don't we don't trust it over there. <laughs> and look, he came from our academy. We didn't have to pay a record-breaking fee for him. So, that's, that's, a, that's, a bit million. Ch- that's a bit of charm to him what as well. What
2: an awful bit of business that was.
1: You could have sold him. You could have
0: been
2: free, free money.
1: Come
0: on. Yeah. You're doing it all wrong. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> his second goal puts Emerson Azuma in a blender and then just smashes it near post. Is it as simple as Paul Merson suggested? He says Saka always cuts inside 99 times out of 100. If I know that, you should know that. Or is it a little more difficult than that? It's, it's definitely more difficult than that.
2: Yeah.
1: But it's definitely not yeah. as easy as West Ham made it for. It <laughs> should not be as easy as that. It's
2: the Iron Robin complex. It's You know what he's going to do. And it's the same yeah. with Saka. Saka just has to bet on himself that he's Fair good comparison. enough to get past it. Hopefully. I think when you're that good at doing that one thing you've got it and it's not just cutting inside you've got different variations you've got far post near post taking a man on passing running past the line there are other variations to doing the cutting inside just like there's different variations to going on on the outside so it's hard to defend against when you're so fluid and you that's the most fluid I've seen Arsenal although most of your goals came from set pieces the fluidity was just something to behold in that game where he could have cut inside and he didn't know if he was going to pass or shoot or run or do whatever with it. So I think that game was just one of, them, one of those games.
0: I came out of the game and I was trying to ask myself, were we really good or West Ham really bad? And I think the answer is both, but I was trying to position it like on the, on the sliding scale. I think it's closer to West Ham being particularly bad. I don't know how much better we were than say the last time we played them in the Emirates where we have 30 shots or whatever. Mm. But, this could have been yeah you know, we could have put ten on the board. Saka when he's interviewed after, if I'm going to be consistent, I don't know how much of that is just for the purpose of it sounds good in an interview where he says, I don't know if I can be happy coming off here because you know I missed some good chances. He King is in the studio, he's going to eat that up. Yeah, it yeah. just sounds it just sounds good. Yeah. Um, teach but better. that's with that's without Martinelli's giving us a goal against. City and Liverpool, but you ask him to chip in here in a 6 0 against West Ham and doesn't even get you an assist. When Arteta is able to bring on a kid, can we bring in a 16 year old off the bench for 15 minutes
2: away at West Ham?
0: Yeah, it's not bad. He said, um, Jorginho was apparently behind him on the bench, just kept whispering to bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he brought him on.
2: In Italy, like, on. so, he, so
0: he, I wasn't even thinking about it, but once he started whispering, he, he, he said, you know, the most important thing as a player is to have the trust of your teammates. And when players on the bench were whispering for this, and then Ramsdale kinda of just baited it out and he was like, Well, it was it was him. <laughs> it would have doing it. And then he gets a couple of minutes. I don't know if young Ruel Walters at uh, twenty years old is thinking Hang on a minute. Any any chance? Because Cedric's just come on. <laughs> Can that not have been me? <laughs> yeah, that's has been sent a message that. I saw someone say it was Arteta fighting against himself that it bring bring on a kid, he had to even it out and bring Cedric on at the same time. Who is supposedly the teacher, the teacher's pet of teacher's yeah. pets.
1: The uh whenever you have especially a big school like this, it's obviously a combination of this team being good this team being bad but this was I mean firmly on the scale of West Ham being bad they were hideous they didn't get near you no. after that first one and it was strikingly similar to what Palace did against you as well where literally after the first goal you're like "Well, Arsenal can get as many as they want here both of these teams just flat out quit not a great sign for their managers because both of them just gave up
0: I actually think we kind of got them to that stage before we even scored the first goal I think it was you know when you see in the UFC where the guy kind of just goes down and he, or he kind of puts his chin up and says, go on, yeah, slide your arm under my chin. Go for the choke, yeah. They were almost like that before we'd even scored the first and then when we scored the first, there was such a lack of belief. Kudus, fair play, was probably the last man standing and trying to ball mm. by the end of it and even he kind of knew, what am I doing? Just
1: <laughs> yeah. Get out of it. I thought you were much better against us than you were in either of those games but you obviously
0: ended up battering both of them because they just kind of let you. What do you think this means for Gabriel Jesus? Because I know, first of all, obviously, you have to get fit. But against Liverpool, we played, I guess, two. We call it two tens, two false nines. Here, we basically played three of them in Havertz, Trossard, and. Who else was it? It Havertz. Trossard. Yeah, Odegaard. Yeah, there we go. forgot his name for a second. (laughs) But then Havertz was everywhere on the pitch. I'd I'd bet it was someone they just wasn't going to shoot, which was frustrating me. But. It was the fastest I've seen him put the ball about. He was—you could see his touches on the pitch. He's literally everywhere. West Ham made it very easy, and I do think he's in there largely because there was no other alternative. All our players are just dropping like flies, and i say it again: there's a physical midfield West Ham have, and he's six foot four. That's pretty is much it, why four. I think he Trossard is the furthest forward on this occasion. But
1: it means wasn't the most physical midfield from West Ham after the Alvarez challenge. That was the only bit of physicality of but, some show all game.
0: Trossard is, that, is, Trossard is bumping Zuma and he's yeah. bumping Suchek and
1: yeah. it's it's so bad. The Suchek them. one was stark. It was <clears> like, <throat> like, that can't happen. What the
0: hell? I messaged Connor my version of uh, the old My Longest Yeah Boy Ever with, <laughs> say, Mr. Basmati, which I might put at the end of this clip. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, all the West Ham fans I know conveniently we just weren't watching the game <laughs> they all just had different reasons to not be watching the game
2: Connor coming up with another reason not to watch a West Ham game
0: I messaged him I've, s- I've
2: heard of him watch not watching the game more than I've heard of him watching the game
0: it says he was working I messaged him saying match your days on at 10.30 by the way and he messaged me back saying why don't you go fuck yourself <laughs> That's to fair. the point alright okay fair
1: enough I don't want to by the way you know Next time you get in a bit of a, a whiny or whingy mood, and it doesn't happen very often, but I don't want to hear you talking about a team giving up or rolling over for another team. <laughs> when I've seen Palace and West Ham now to see the all-time stinkers. Every time I see you saying this about a team that's playing Spurs or us or United or whatever, I don't want to hear it again because both of these teams said... We're going face down, up. Do what you <laughs> want.
0: That's it. Do what you want. <laughs> do you know what the difference My, is? West Ham stuck in sync. Uh, I would say the difference is that we actually beat them down into <laughs> it. All
2: oh, right. Okay. Whereas when it's Liverpool, <laughs> yeah. sometimes... It's team, different
0: when it's the other team. Teams turn up at Anfield and they basically say, we don't want City to win the league, do we? Or they say... I really hate Arsenal. and
2: how Do you, do you yeah. fancy running to the hate How bad is it there that you die like that at home? Usually <laughs> yeah. it's when you pitch up at yeah. Anfield yeah, they or hadn't, somewhere.
0: They haven't lost at home since November either. And they haven't won this year, at <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> But if we're talking of teams rolling over, I feel there's one that we should put in the mix and Chelsea against Liverpool this season is among that mix <laughs> yeah that was uh,
1: one of the more gutless displays
0: I've seen
2: that was bad yeah
0: <laughs> I admit the thing was in these Palace by the end and West Ham here basically did say come on run your numbers up <laughs> so we're level now on goals uh, goal difference with City yeah wow. Chelsea tried it with Darwin <laughs> you giving it to us have you ever, like, someone, you're playing FIFA online or whatever and they've just put their controller down and left and it's some it somehow becomes harder to try and score yeah. because the, the guy just yeah. keeps yeah. shimmying yeah. like that. Yeah. That was what it was like for Darwin. <laughs> Chelsea were trying to let him score and the AI just kept swiveling the body and you just having no chance. Um, last thing here are two things, actually. I'll miss some of these bits out. Declan Rice, supposedly the highest rated performance by a midfielder this season, two assists and a goal. Thoughts on leaving the ground at halftime? I feel it's easy on Sky Sports to say it, but if I was at the Emirates and I saw West Ham 4-0 up against us at half time, I think I would give it until the fifth goes in or I would cower behind the fact that I'm not driving. So... it's. Uh, <laughs> If I was on the coach, I think I would, once the fifth goes in, would be, that would be my fifth. Fifth's point. your point, is it? Four is okay. But then I've, I've said it before, and I don't expect a big pat on the back for it, well, I didn't get anything for it. I didn't turn the TV off during the 8-2. <laughs> I didn't turn the TV off during 6-0 against Chelsea, or 6-0 against Liverpool, or 6-0 against City. So. Yeah. Maybe just mm-hmm. a glut of a punishment, but I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't feel that I could blame the West Ham fans too much no, for they saying... Were, they were not coming you back know in that what? game. No, thank you. Yeah.
2: I mean, half of them don't want to be here at the best of times. Yeah.
0: There's a guy on TalkSport... I've, I, ne- I've I, never seen
2: a team so upset to be eighth. <laughs> like, <laughs> where do you expect to be? I know you don't expect to be losing 6-0 at home. Totally. No, they, they
1: were insulted to be I, pissed yeah, off at that I one.
2: totally get that. As but a... apart from that, where, yeah, where, where, where's... But it's your
1: kind the difficulty of is like every message I have from my dad about West Ham is if you went back and go, I've got to guess the result here. I wouldn't have a clue if they'd won, <laughs> draw, or lost because it's the same <laughs> level of fuming no matter what. So even when they were sixth and they've just won a game, he's just as fuming as when they've just lost six 0 to Arsenal.
2: Like if they go and get Graham Potter in and they start playing expansive football with their back four, there's a w- what happens there.
0: There's a bit of a thing here in in Graham Potter's time out of football. His style of football has been rewritten somewhat in that he is this beauty. He does play the beautiful game. Better It's better than, Moist. It's better it's than what be like, Moise is yeah. doing. I'm just saying he they aren't going to start playing you know Brazilian samba football with Paqueta in there.
1: No, but it'll be it'll be a lot better. It'd I think be better. I think it would sort of satisfy the West Ham fans. But right? they're not asking for Barcelona. But I think it would be good no, enough but We've that.
2: seen what happens when you try and they play can be that. in the same
1: position but also play better. I think it's probably their thinking.
2: I, I get it. But at the same time, we've also seen so many reruns before of what happens when teams get ideas above their station yeah, that are good they, at being tight, hard to beat teams that people don't usually want to play against. And Snoke is the most
1: brutal example, aren't they? It, exactly. Where it's like when they were, they had Snoke, they have worse players on in theory, yeah. but they were good at what they were good at and then they tried to get more technical and they paid the price for it. And that's exactly it. But so, people thought that's what was going to happen when Potter went at Brighton. Because Brighton and Houghton were pretty boring, yeah. staying in the game, just about hanging in the league. You thought Potter's going to go and try and play purist game and do probably what's happening with company at Burnley where they'll get found out. And he made it work. So I guess the argument would be with better players at West Ham, he'd, he'd figure yeah. it out, I guess. Yeah. But there are, you're probably right, there are probably more examples of it going wrong than going right, probably. Mm. Yeah, I and mean, yeah. West Brom got tired of like Purist, didn't they? Yeah. And then they went downhill. I mean, Probably don't hire Alan Pardew, <laughs> from maybe, the, I'm not, maybe that's the real moral of that I've, story.
0: I've seen several West Ham fans say it online, so I don't know if this is like a running joke they have, that they believe the sick, twisted dream of their board has always been to get Rafa Benitez in that position as their manager. Well, that has been a link that just hasn't gone away. So it is weird. So they kind of have seen some yeah. saying, well, if we sack him that might be the man we all think we're going to get Graham Potter or whoever it's going to be Current Rafa oh that's
1: <laughs> Rafa do you think
0: do it to yourself
1: because there's going to be another fan base that hates you
0: yeah, do you think they true. could make peace with um, Steve <clears throat> Cooper
1: yeah because I think they're out enough on Moyes that they could
0: when they're bringing on Calvin Phillips for fitness training they should have just have him do a. they've got a massive Olympic tracker on the outside just have him doing a bleep test or something <laughs> <laughs> and then bring him on near the end because he did, he may as well have. He did nothing when he came on. Got a card? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said there was two more things. Gabriel now has the most goals from set pieces, excluding penalties, since he joined the league, and that includes players taking free kicks. He has more than James Ward-Prowse in that time. Nice little stat. If I ask you both to give me a percentage chance that Arsenal win the league this season... Or if you, if we ask you, if you want to break it up, split one hundred percent between City, Liverpool, Arsenal.
2: Um, I'd probably put City at seventy, just because City are going to City and like it, that's where the money should go. I think if you are betting next, I'm probably going to say Liverpool Keep
0: twenty twenty percent,
2: Arsenal ten percent, mainly just because of squad depth and. I don't know. think Liverpool probably closer than that. I would say much closer, but I just don't trust your defense not to get injured. I don't. I, oh, sorry. I know that City can swallow the, the the injuries a lot better, and so can Arsenal to an extent.
0: I don't disagree with the percentages too much. I think it could come down a lot to um, we've got to go to the Etihad, City have to go to Anfield. I until I see it, I won't be picking us to get a result at the Etihad. I also aren't picking. I'm not picking City to get a result at Anfield. The only thing I would say there, City in a must-win game in the Premier League, it's a brave man if you just take whatever we said you said about the Chiefs last week or whatever. Yeah,
1: exactly that. It's, exactly. A, it's a brave
0: man to pick against them. St- statistically, in you can twist these. I'm sure there's a way you could find it to go in Arsenal's favour. Liverpool have the easiest run in of. They're basically played their away games in right but you know all it can it one loss and you can find yourself in a slump mm. and it can very quickly go from honoring what Klopp's last season to being oh god we can't go out like this can we and then it starts getting very hairy down the stretch mm. um
2: i know you said in a must win game but the last pep klopp match at anfield that is going to be game. worth something.
0: Well, I said I th- I think, I think Liverpool will will beat them there. That might not even be enough because they might drop points to someone else. I was,
1: I think that's probably on the cards. I'd seen
0: I'd seen the company quote before. I'd seen the highlights of your game where he said, I don't think I had more chances. We had more chances here when I was a player than we did today as manager. And I'm sure there's some exaggeration there, but. There's some better chances than I expected yeah. them to, and just silly chances. They're the kind of chances that we give up where we have ninety percent of the ball and the other team has one shot, and it's the most ridiculous chance you've ever seen. And Liverpool are giving a couple of them up, just like rebounding off players' chests and in yeah. someone else's back to go towards the goal. And there's just a,
1: every team other than City just has like a clumsiness to them that you just don't see in their games. Which, if you'd said it during the Arsenal-Liverpool game. And Arsenal did look good in that game. But I said that even the chances that went in still needed to be basically just fumbles. <laughs> basically, we fucked up. So I would have said City at like 80% at that point because I just don't think either of those teams had anything yeah. for them. Um,
0: I I won't rule out that Arteta having more players at his disposal towards the end of the season could actually go against him. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to the Etihad and say, Thomas Partey's back fit.
1: Yes, yeah. And yeah. all
0: of a sudden, Gabriel's on the bench and Partey's a right back and White's a centre-back.
1: Havoc's in the middle, yeah, you're right. Just,
0: uh, the decisions in the last couple of weeks, I didn't like the selections face Liverpool. I didn't like the selection. I thought without Zinchenko and without Jorginho we really struggle with just building the ball from from the the base that we score still six and we hook, beat Liverpool Still so, will hook Martinelli regardless of context yeah. of the game So I, I, I don't know um, I'd like to I, I don't have the I don't think it was delusion of winning the league last season with the position we were in but this season it's not consuming my every waking thought that who are we playing this weekend, what what if we win the league? And just how am I gonna celebrate? How is this gonna go? What if this goes wrong? Who's gonna Now it's like, well let's just see where we are. Now we might get to a point that it's like just don't finish behind Liverpool. Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully That what,
1: would I'm be just, a bit depressing. That means I just wanna be in, so you've
0: just pissed it and the rest of us two are just I just wanna be up the in in the position where it gets to a couple of weeks before the end of the season, like okay. Well, let's just see what so happens. Saying there's then. a chance, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. In fairness, <laughs> I,
1: I do think we will have a legitimate free horse race. Here, whereas, tends to be when we talk about free horse race, is for a little bit, and then in about a months' time, sort of March time, the third team's dropped out, and you've got two. I think you
2: like, watch the build up to this. Wind, wind it back. I'm just this for the, for the listeners. Wind, <laughs> wind it back and watch what we do with this fucking football I was about to make such a good point as well. <laughs> you? Look, look at this bullshit. Wind it back.
0: I want to see the replay first. I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy for Roy, and I feel like you should be as well. <laughs>
2: oh yeah I'm ecstatic yeah yeah. yeah I've, got,
0: I've got to say um, we swear, no. when Jefferson Lerma is doing this against you it might not be it might so just be what's this oh my word and then
2: what's this it's <laughs> <laughs>
0: like two retards it's like, it. It. is that Karsedo that went It's Karsedo
1: 25 yeah that Madu the ball there yeah oh god
2: what the fuck is That's that? That's so weird. What make,
0: the fuck is that? <laughs> does, does it make that as he's going down? I think it does. What I was going to say was, oh, yes. we thought we had a three-team title race in 2008, my favourite Arsenal team of all time. Mm. It very quickly turned to a two-horse race yeah. and then to United just pissing it. So, you know, this, this could change very quickly. Champions League coming back, Europa League coming back, all of these yeah, things. Yeah, no, I've...
1: Like, traditionally, I think it would change very quickly. I, I do think Liverpool and Arsenal will keep them honest, but yeah, I I think everybody thinks City are the favourite. I think we know
0: what the score is of them. The most frustrating thing, and I guess this is why it's, it's good and why you play 38 uh, games, I don't feel like there's any doubt in my mind that we're a better football team than you. Mm. And. I, no, I re really, I I I'm taking it. I think the style of play. I think it. If I if I have to ask this to go and win a football match, I think the way we're structured is there that I'm comfortable. I'm oh, not comfortable. I I truly believe we could beat any team, but. I can't really explain why you are where you are and that's perhaps well I, I can we're explain can't... it from you play fast football you've got a very good attack you've good defence it just doesn't feel like when I no. way up in my no, no. mind I don't feel like you should be with these teams no. but then I also am the most pessimistic person when I have to then think about Arsenal so
1: it's the yeah it's the good thing is that it's not just on paper because you would probably yeah, be sure. right and uh, there's a we're better than this but there's kind of a kind of Deontay Wilder kind of aspect to it where it's a little bit like, I know this guy, there might be five heavyweights in this list with more skill. There isn't five teams better than Liverpool, obviously. But this guy is just perfect at this one thing, and we are, when we're on it, we are perfect at that. And again, you said you can beat anyone, we'll beat anyone when we're on our game. So th- those three teams that have that in the locker it's City, Arsenal, and Liverpool where, where they are on it. You would look at that team and go, that's a league title winner.
0: The games against you and City at the Emirates, admittedly, we've restricted you to two shots on target between you Mm. over 180 minutes against the two best attacking teams in the league. It just, yeah, it's... uh,
1: Just with both of us, you would go, there could be a game, it won't be against Burnley, but you could have a game coming up where you go like, oh, the Arsenal just don't look like finishing those chances. They don't look like opening them up like they do in some games. Or there could be another game of us where you go like, Jesus Christ, how many chances are they going to give up and get away with it? Whereas City just, you don't have either of those questions in your mind.
0: All right, last game here. We'll still do the Super Bowl, but longer pod than I expected. Um, United move back into Champions League contention with a 2-1 win over Aston Villa on Sunday. Hoyland puts them in the lead in the first half with a, after a header down from Maguire. Villa get much better after the break Luiz equalises hits a nice shimmy I saw Rio third and I'm winding up about that this morning and incredibly then
1: incredibly loud over a tiny bit of success
0: isn't he Rio yeah doesn't need much to pipe up
2: sign the contract <laughs> yeah.
0: and then big Scott McTominay heads in a Diego Dallo cross in stoppage time that puts them now five points off Villa six off Spurs but it could have been a lot worse obviously Let's start with the McTominay conundrum. We've done this before, I know. Not controlled enough to run in midfield. Better finish than anyone else in the squad. Are the rest of the team good enough to confine him to the bench? Can you keep this guy that has now got seven goals in the league? He's His, his goals have secured 12 points in the league for them this season.
1: Fucking hell. That is... That is difficult. Remember the game? Was what do you mean?
0: It's Brentford, isn't it? Where he scores two yeah, 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 in yeah. stoppage time. We were in pub for seeing Louis Dunford and we see bang, bang. Yeah. kid with us had cashed out a bet on United.
1: <laughs> Christ. Ugh.
0: It's, he's got. He's got uh, but then uh, off the like, bench, he can have an impact as yeah. well.
1: So there is an argument that if they can keep him doing this and if he's happy with that, I'm not sure how much he will be, then then that's maybe the best balance. But. It is hard because yeah, if you do bring him in, you are going to s- sacrifice some control in the field. There have been games where you're watching, and go, oh, this guy isn't good enough. But then you get yeah, like I said, he has been a match winner for them and does actually care, which some of their players at times have been a bit flaky.
0: If there was some catastrophic event that meant we just you know cancelled the season now, like should have happened in 1920. I'll never forget what we did to everyone we get get, at the end we, of the season. We kick in the transfer window. If you're McTominay, are you better off being a guy that can crash in off the bench for Man United? Or is it delusion to think that he can go and be a pretty good starter for a pretty decent Premier League team?
2: The thing is, I think he'll bank on himself getting enough minutes at United currently that he doesn't...
0: I, I agree with you.
2: He doesn't feel like he has to. I think that if he keeps banging in goals which he is keeps winning them points which he is and it's not like their midfield is set in stone it's like you are absolutely not dislodging him it's all to play for
0: Can I ask you a different question then how many teams in the top 10 does McTominay start for?
1: Yeah because I don't think and this seems mad considering what's just happened I don't think he's an automatic starter for like West Ham for example
0: Do you start for Newcastle?
1: (laughs) No, I wouldn't. I know they were after him, but I if you stop
0: if you were offered Joe Linton or Scott McTominay tomorrow,
1: i will take Joe Linton. And then I think that like Lewis Miley coming through. I think that's yeah, a do. proper it's player, really so you don't you don't really need him for that. The, that's the only thing. If McTominay made like a move, Newcastle and West Ham were obviously two of the ones linked. I think high chance he could go to West Ham and shit the bed, and then you're doing the bad side of what you were doing mm. at Man United, but you're doing it at West Ham, so that's not good. Or, I think even if you go to Newcastle and do well, you're probably going to be in that betweener thing where you can do well and then they'll probably replace you because they're on the way up. Is he good enough for Tottenham? He'd be a squad player again there, I think.
0: Where where does he sit among Saar and Hoiberg? the thing with those is they
1: can, Spurs will go, we can trust you to play in here and we'll keep you a certain shape. I don't think you really do that McTominay. And then obviously he's not good enough to then go on and go, okay, you can be more advanced and play ahead of Madison or Bentecourt or whatever, that's not going to happen.
0: So unless you think he starts for Brighton or Wolves, you wouldn't have him starting for a top 10 team?
1: No. I think he can probably get in those teams.
0: Wolves probably,
1: yeah. Outside of that, I've, I've never thought he's particularly good, but he has picked up important goals for United and they haven't been a very good team.
2: He's still that player if he scores against you and gets a winner against you you're like, fuck's sake. <laughs> not him. They've got a few of them. Though. Not McSortles. Should he just commit he, he, this he summer to becoming starts-
0: a striker? Why not? <laughs> Sorry? Should he just commit this summer to becoming a striker?
1: There was that chat a while about wasn't it? And you thought, well, if he's a good finisher or whatever, then yeah, if you can't get on the ball and control him in the field. The thing is, all of these control-
2: goals, the ones where he looks assured with his head, yeah. Fair. as soon as you put it at his feet, he's I feel like Rato in that sense. <laughs> he made a good living from it. He's
0: now their highest scorer this season, Tommy. I can believe it. This this was. Arsenal fans get gaslit a lot when they talk about Unai Emery, and it takes a moment like this to be able to say this was bad, Unai. He brings on Diaby to add some tempo, chaos, intent to the game. They get the equaliser, and then he
2: says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa that's, <laughs> so that's a bit about, too much. Yeah,
0: and then drags Bailey immediately to try and settle things down and brings on a poor elements, <laughs> <laughs> And then they just can't, the, the, the intent was just taken out of them and United said, well, let's go win it then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They looked, like Villa looked ready to go for the neck, crowd was up. I just, a weird week for them because they had this weird spot in the Chelsea game where I thought, they had a couple of chances thought, right, Villa are going to get on top yeah, of Chelsea and yeah. could get messy. Chelsea got a couple of quick-fire goals and that was it. Yeah. They were just It's such a weird sort of thing. Where I could, you could take highlights from both those games and go, Villa should have won these games. They should have beaten United and Chelsea. And both of them, yeah, you've ended up losing and given both Chelsea and United will both come away with quite a big reason for optimism because they probably both would have been worried about that game. And it's kind of given probably them a bit of false optimism
2: just it's, it seems an odd way to play football especially in that Chelsea game where you can see how we're struggling against the low block just in this game but you decided to play the weirdest line against us and just give us the run of the entire midfield and they did the same for United yeah. in a sense where like you said with their medium low block kind of thing you don't want to do that against United because that's where they all sit Yeah. yeah, yeah. and they just cut everything out
0: sell us on a Monday night is no joke
2: well, like I said, we haven't, lost,
0: <laughs> I we haven't lost. That.
2: We haven't lost the Palace in thirteen years, in seventeen games we haven't lost them.
0: Yeah. So we probably wouldn't have mentioned that. This, God, that's, this, that's is, a pen.
2: this is going to be the game.
0: Um, I said United have been very good at just hanging in games as they have. I feel like Villa play at Villa Park every week, so the Sheffield game is the only time like yeah. this season I've seen them play away from home. <laughs> it's going to be a tough
1: rest of the season for them, right?
2: <laughs> a lot of away games.
0: Maguire did his thing, obviously. Um, I do think they should Martinez if they can get him fit they said they had 13 different centre-back partnerships already this season United they need to work out what they want alongside Martinez I know that's their guy Yeah, because they need a centre-back in the summer Varane's going to be off Johnny Evans you have to think is going to be off whatever and then judge what they want because if they do go for Branthwaite like it sounds like they're going to are they going to bring in little and larger centre back? That's the new thing.
1: Put <laughs> <laughs> it up top. Why well, are you suggesting they bring someone the same size as Martinez and just go too little? <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to work, is it? I think got, they're going to have to yeah, get a big money. Six
0: in. five, Branthwaite is. You're you're leaning into it fully. An inch taller than Kai Havertz. That's big. That is. Um, I thought Jacob Ramsey was really wasteful. Um,
1: I mean, the clock has struck midnight on a few of the players haven't they you know that Kamara I thought really struggled Juicy, in the season he'd, 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 it's an ACL for him is it yeah so obviously he's went off John McGinn that. looks really good John McGinn looks yeah he looks sound.
2: and there's always excitement when he gets the ball at Villa Park this, I the, hate the him crow, as well properly
1: hate he's It's only because he looks so weird. He is a player. He just looks odd. Well, I think I had him down
0: as just a runner, basically. I had him down as not too much different to McTominay.
1: Right. No, I I thought he was a good technical player. The story that kills
0: me with him is that celebration he does when they asked what's behind it. And he said his nephew was getting the piss taken out of him for wearing glasses. And so you do a celebration. (laughs) If someone's mocking me for wearing glasses... And my uncle started doing that. At me. Hey,
2: I feel eyes. like he's. I feel like he's in on the joke. You know, that the, the kids at school are just going to be copying the celebration all around school
0: now. Oh, was your wife pregnant? No, no, I've just got a fat nephew. I'm just two subs. <laughs> Who finishes higher this season out of the two, United and Villa? I'm still rolling
1: with Villa. I think there's been a little bit too much rent So, for example, you beating us the other day, if you had lost that game I think you'd probably been told right you're out of the title race all but I think if United had lost this game they'd have been out of the top four race all but out of it so I think this has just kept them alive but I still think I, I think there will be a, a bit more inconsistency from both between now and the end of the season I think that little gap Villa has still got them man Spurs is, is nice on, on United
2: I actually reckon United because for every single reason why I say they're bad and why we say they're shit they always seem to just they do dig out results. Have have these weird results where they'll go five and beaten. Yeah, we or want fa-
0: them conference wi- league ideally.
2: Like four wins. <laughs> yeah, four wins in a row now.
1: And in fairness to like- them, this has been now they've got a more settled eleven. It's close to their strongest eleven. It's not a coincidence that they have started getting some results. They would have had if they'd had somebody injured they had before, I'm sure they would have dropped points in this. So it is it's fair to bring it up, but I also don't I don't believe a United fan could be watching these games and being completely convinced by it either
2: like I've been convinced throughout more Chelsea games that we've got higher ceiling than they have but the but the
1: the floor is also lower though yeah
2: exactly but
0: <laughs> oh I, feel like is, still, I can't get on board a, with but that. now
2: there's absolutely nothing to back that up because United are pulling out results and we're just not
0: I don't know where anywhere on the pitch do you have better
2: players than them I mean just look we just both played Aston Villa at Villa Park and the difference between the games was the Villa United game was quite tight Ours was a walk in the park. They they play
0: around at parts in that game. But then United could probably point to several other fixtures this season if they want to compare it to your performance against that same team. Again I can't give you an example again, it just it'll, ju-
2: it'll just be either. like a lucky goal or something that happened. Can they
0: just point to they look considerably better than you when they when they played you? I mean, there is that. Because that looked fairly comprehensive That was to me. pretty comprehensive. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, aware well, they'll go sort of
1: like, oh, so we got f- lucky five games in a row, did we? I, there is a fair there is yeah, that. point to be made. I
2: usually would look at United and say, I don't know how you've got result there. And I'll look at Chelsea games, but I don't know how we didn't get result there. So, so that's, that's so, a fair point. So when it comes to the eye test, I'm just, pure, I'm just eyeballing yeah. it here. It's just, you've looked at that bad for that long, but yet you've still got these points, I don't know how. Whereas... There'll be games where it's like, I can't believe that we haven't taken these chances or this hasn't quite clicked. So that's where I make the comparison mm. there. But they just continue to prove me wrong because they keep pulling out the results and we don't, essentially. So it goes to show they've got some backbone in there.
1: They've got more fight than they probably looked earlier in the season. That's yeah. why where it, where it looked like the players were turning on Ten Hag, for example. It does look like they've got some togetherness
0: now, which they didn't have. Potch being asked if he feels the love of the fans and saying, to be honest, no. <laughs> but then explaining he doesn't really feel that he should. Those Penny fans are getting a lot harder on
1: him. Penny it for
0: Mason Mount's thoughts, by the way, seeing Maynou come through, he must be cursing him while he's on the touchline. Because where does he still injured? Yeah, I don't know what's up, what's up with him, but
2: he just, I don't just know where he... He's got, he's
0: got to be probably looking at Garnaccio on a- the right wing and saying... That might be where I'm getting back in. He, but he hasn't
2: scored for two and a half years. His last goal was... A I villain. feel like
0: he's not played for two and a half years. <laughs> we do still have to do the Super Bowl, so probably wrap up the football there. Sounds... I'm, not, wanna, I'm if, not missing much. No, if you want to watch the last couple of minutes before you go on your merry way at halftime, then you're welcome. All right. TK, they... They are already thinking... I've muted you, Mike. You're all good. They're already thinking about the 3 First, they had to become the back-to-back Super Bowl champions. The first for 19 years. Chiefs, they triumphed over 49ers in in overtime last night and they already want more. Mahomes threw a three-yard touchdown pass to Hardman in overtime. 25-22, the final result. Didn't go how we thought it would go when we were previewing the game last week. You did get the right winner. (laughs) Ninth repeat Super Bowl champs yeah it was it was it was a game all right it was weird wasn't it though yeah because
1: you say we didn't get it right, I said I felt Chiefs and I thought it'd be a low scoring game now at one point in this game you're thinking neither of these teams are going to be able to score they the one field goal no one was really throwing it downfield. and it did feel like it could be a bit of a, a down-squib as a game and then it kind of just because it was close which is obviously we always say at least we always want it close because it was always close you always had that tension throughout and then kind of by stealth they kind of ended up at like 20 points each yeah. it was kind of like this hasn't been like a great game with like free scoring but you're kind of there then, anyway
0: I had a couple of messages today to say must be gutted staying up for that and it was a bit of a shit game and I said as long as it was close in the fourth quarter I didn't really care how we got there
1: although I wish they could have seen your face when I went to overtime <laughs> I've rarely seen a man as depressed yeah that it was like you just watched Arsenal concede at the last minute. Jamie collapsed at one point.
0: Well, I said I compared it to when I would get up on a Sunday after less sleep. To be fair, I'd get the two hours, get up, get a taxi because they didn't go well that early to get to the coach station. But I knew that on the other side of that, I had a three and a half hour sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one was waking up <laughs> for their work. I go, oh, this is. <laughs> This is rough, but yeah, we got through. I felt all right, to be fair. Might, second we finish this, might... Or I usually, because I don't get that much sleep anyway, it'll get me on like a random like Tuesday evening or something like that, where I fall asleep at like seven. Do you
1: find it pot luck with it, you know, when when we stay out for the box on the UFC or whatever? Nine times out of ten, I'll feel fine, and then one will hit me like a train. It doesn't, it's
0: really weird. Um, something we should get out there now... We spoke about some of the prop bets last week. (laughs) We ruled one of them out entirely. Now, people would be thinking I'm more of a pig than perhaps they already do. When I was scrambling into our group chat at midnight, (laughs) 1am this morning, and saying, cleavage, (laughs) (laughs) we got the Taylor Swift...
1: Cleavage must stress this is only for the payout, it wasn't after anything else. Must
0: stress that. No, we there was people doing research about the conditions and all of this. <laughs> that was that was the moneymaker. Oh, <laughs> uh, the odds, the odds. We,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And if there's ever a good bet to have, give me one that wins like two minutes into the game, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Put me out of my misery. I mean. You loaded up on the National Anthem coin toss <laughs> double.
1: Yeah, th- that's truly heartbreaking <laughs> because you you put the Star Watch on, you think the National Anthem, she's been an absolute trooper. She's got it comfortably over the one and a half minutes. Easy. All on a coin toss now, easy as you like. Uh, yeah, the 50 50 chance kills you. I have. And the Gatorade one comes in as well, just to really rub salt in the wound.
0: I have a theory. We'll see whether you get on board with it or not. I think there's more thrill in backing the unders than there is backing the overs. That's my hot take.
1: <laughs> yeah, was, I really want to disagree with that, but that's there is a, some truth to that. I've, it's a negative, pessimistic thing to do, but there is, isn't there? Because you think... It doesn't matter what the sport, you think there's going to be a goal here, there's going to be a touchdown here, or whatever, all the time. It's because
0: you think. The one. everything Every time it goes forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The one I always go back to when we mention this is uh, we were going to watch, I'm <laughs> going to say Groves, Eubank, or it may have been roller Linares, one. It was one of the two. And you were quite confident on your unders bet and we just got to the hotel and you looked and it's like 2-2 in <laughs> like 10 minutes and it was some game like West Brom Stoke or yes. something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, a Dross game where it was like well, they're obviously neither he's got a goal in them. Yeah, disheartening.
0: But back to the game. Mahomes runs 8 yards on a 4th and 1 to keep the Chiefs' chances alive. Scrambles 19 yards to set up the winning score. Fourteen fifty seven into the extra period, nearly got second. we nearly got double OT, which would have, been, <laughs> would have been really rough.
1: Romo was telling us about double OT as they scored,
0: in yeah, fact. That was, yeah, that was rough. Um we we had Taylor Swift cam. It was like they basically said, You complained about it previously, and I think Colin Cowherd got the Swifties on side and basically said, in a three hour broadcast she's on for like forty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night, they said, You complained about it. We're going to give you something to complain we'll about. We'll give you more. I chose to take, not about, I don't have any great issue, really. I said, If anything, show us when Chiefs fail to do something as well. Don't just give us when they're celebrating. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But I chose to view it as I spice cam this time <laughs> around. And I tweeted in one of them where you really think you've got a banger. And it just it obviously wasn't. <laughs> That should have been a passing of the torch moment. <laughs> Next season in the NFL, we pass it over and it's Ice Spice each week, following whatever team it's going to be. You're all in on Ice Spice. And then spice, in the Super you? Bowl, I was in on Ice Spice early. Yeah, yeah. You say you're a munch as well, so. As you were. You didn't deny that. So, uh, you heard that. Kelsey got in Andy Reid's face in the second quarter. Now, we've heard from. Travis Kelsey on this. I've not heard from Andy Reid not I've not personally heard, but I've not yeah. seen anything from Andy Reid He did one of the panels after uh, um
1: yeah, he kind of passed off as you would expect in the terms of like, you know, sort passion and all that.
0: Kelsey joked didn't he saying unless you've me mic'd up, I'm just going to I was telling him how much I loved him. But yeah. There's football, and then when you see the way the journalists are reacting, where they're like, yeah, this is the worst thing that we've seen in this kind of <laughs> instance, where he's nearly knocked an old man over.
1: Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? It is the age of it, and it obviously took him by surprise as the main sort of thing, to get that close in his face. But uh, yeah, that's one of those things where people will play the result. Had the Chiefs lost, he'd been getting hammered for that now. Now, it's like, you know, why has Draymond Green's behaviour been tolerated for as long as it has? Because they win. They're like, ah, see, that's all part of it. Mm.
0: Do you give Andy Reid any props? Because I saw the the, the common example used was, if he did that to Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick would have benched him for the rest of the game just to prove a point. Yeah. Do yeah. you give Andy Reid any props that he essentially said, either yeah. way, we're going to worry about this after?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That takes a, a level of...
0: There may have been a conversation on the side that we don't know about.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure. And Look, they're such a well-run sort of team that they would have dealt with that and so I'm sure and they
0: you know, seem to have more of a relationship than just any player in that team as well I know he does his podcast exactly and Kelsey
1: I think is obviously passionate I don't think he's like a total loose cannon so it's not like he couldn't be brought back in it's not like he totally lost his head can't get brought back down to earth so it's smart management it's kind of I saw people at the time tweeting saying he should be benched for the rest of the game. Was like, oh, so you're gonna go and lose the Super Bowl? Like, you're not yeah. gonna do that. You, f- you can worry about and then that it later. flips
0: and Andy reads the guy that's gonna get the blame because he's gonna say they're gonna say ego and they're gonna say yes, all this exactly
1: stuff. that. The fact that you can part your ego and do that, it's um, a lot of managers aren't wouldn't be able to. A lot of managers no. in football, a lot of coaches in in the NFL would never be
0: able to do that. On the other side of things, Brock Purdy said, "We have the offense to score touchdowns, and I failed to put the team in position to do that." What did you think of his overall game?
1: The thing is, he wasn't bad, but he, he was just so-so, and they needed a bit more than so-so because some of the other guys weren't at their best. Even, you know, McCaffrey was doing his thing, but he didn't look that like, oh my God, how the hell are they going to stop him? And the Chiefs, you know, obviously had a plan to stop him. Of course they did. But, you know, that oh, I definitely Kittle... Debo deciding he had a hamstring injury and then eventually suddenly he didn't and then suddenly he did. None of them really got going and so I guess you do need the quarterback to be outstanding at that point. Pernie was just guilty of not being outstanding in that moment. Uh,
0: The Chiefs became the first team to win consecutive Super Bowls as underdogs. Eagles were slight favourites a year ago. 49ers slight favourites here. Will you be backing against them next year? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, no, they're just, especially this year, I think, where throughout the regular season, at least, they didn't put up as many points as they would normally do. Offensively, they didn't look as sharp. They kind of, they looked like they needed a receiver and they didn't have one. The fact that they were still able to win the whole lot. Defensively, they were, they kind of flipped it and then were kind of a almost a defensive first team who can get you the points, kind of. This was, felt, a very Patriots game. Whereas I just felt like they're just turning it and turning it and eventually they're going to get it. And they kind of became more like that team and slightly less flair like they were previously. The fact that you're able to win both ways means they're almost impossible to back
0: against. Now it's a long, long off season now. Hmm. Shanahan falls to 0-2 as a head coach in Super Bowl. 3-0 and overall. He's obviously the offensive coordinator in the game. They lose
1: the Falcons uh, yeah. to the Patriots. Yeah.
0: There are going to be some conversations about him? Or do we focus on, you know, they're probably the best team in the NFL It's so, until.
1: It's so difficult because he's one of the biggest reasons out there and I thought he was probably one of the biggest reasons they didn't win this game because some of the play call-in was just bizarre.
0: He's being criticised for going first in overtime and he says he wanted the ball third. That's his explanation.
1: Right. I I, I don't think it's all... I don't think that is a bad decision, necessarily. I don't think that's the worst thing. They asked Andy
0: Reid, and he said, well, if they win the game, then what? Then it's a good decision.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I don't think that's a bad decision, but there were just individual plays where it was just bizarre. I think the start of the second half, when they really needed to put the foot on the gas, they stopped running the ball for a period of time, but then none of the... None of the throws were particularly adventurous. They weren't looking downfield, especially, so the Chiefs didn't have to worry about it. It's, so you kind of had this weird situation where they knew you didn't. They didn't have to worry about the run for a period of time, and they didn't have to worry about a deep threat. That's kind of where they wanted to be, and I do think they lost a bit of that momentum in that second half. And then once, once you kind of allowed it to go to overtime with the Chiefs, that's where their inevitability does kick in. You know, you said about Mahomes on on the fourth, but even you know, Kelsey makes a big one on the third down. It's all those little things where if we are the fan are watching going oh it's happening all the players and Shannon himself are going to be oh it's happening again
0: I felt like um, when when we the Packers were playing the 49ers each time we got to a fourth down I was thinking you're not beating these with field goals and there was a couple of times where I thought they could have been more expansive on the fourth and shorts and said we're going to need more than racking Mm -hmm. the field goals up and I understand the other side of that they say get the points on the board get the points on the board get the points on the board but we both did at half time. They're not going to play that badly for the second half. And they did for parts of it. But yeah. if you can refine Patrick Mahomes to six passes for the best part of a half of football, you really need to have more than a seven point You've lead when it. you get yeah. to the end of it.
1: Exactly that. I think that's one aspect we did have when um last week's pod where he said, do you think the nine is going to have to build up a lead? Because if it's close, just don't fancy it late when it gets squeaky bum time and that was kind of proven to be the case but it's weirdly that it felt like the coach got the most twitchy of everyone on the Niners which is the weirdest thing and the scar tissue from this isn't going to make him a better coach I don't think I think he's going to get tense up more in the big moments now so you've got this weird problem for the Niners now where you go you aren't going to get a better coach than Shanahan no. but also when you, you do get back here whenever that is the next time you have the same problems. Well, you have to just hope the Chiefs aren't the ones on the opposite side. I guess maybe. Yeah.
0: On that note, we will bring it to a close in a week where I didn't think there was much going on. We've gone only two and a half hours. So, First. there we go. Thank you again for listening. We will be back next week. Until then, adios.